Hi guys, this is Erica Weston with Fox Sports Midwest, and you're listening to my favorite St. Louis Blues hockey podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. ready to hear some noise tonight you're just seconds away from let's go blues radio all over the hockey universe No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Nice onesie. Is it coming men's? Oh, I think you come in men enough for all of us. And anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 55 of Let's Go Blues Radio, the often imitated but never duplicated, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, March 4th, 2020. This is Franchise Episode number 241 all time. Your hosts tonight are yours truly, Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. And for your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we'll be talking Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues Hockey. And if you're not careful, you might, you might just learn something, because because Bill is here. True. He is, he, he's a learner. He's the only one that knows anything. <laughs> uh, to interact with the show on social media, follow the show on Twitter at LGB Radio. My handle is at Kurt Price. Bill's is at Billy Blue Notes. And Jeff's is at JPonder94. Follow us on Instagram. Like us on the Facebook. And uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel where the show is broadcast live each week, every week. Uh, year round, uh, with uh, including Jeff Ponder's uh, summer series. Um, by subscribing, you are notified when the shows go live. So that's uh, that's to your benefit, really. Uh, for those of you watching live uh, on YouTube right now, feel free to comment in the live chat, and we'll uh, address what we can. The uh, world famous website is letsgoblues.com, where you can listen to or watch past episodes of the show. Browse the fan discussion forum as well as get some cool St. Louis Blues themed. Uh, T-shirts and stickers that helps support the show. Guys, welcome to another thrilling episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Thank you for welcoming us to our own show. <laughs> Happy to be here. Hope I can help the team. Yeah, it's really great to be here. What comedian was that? Steve Martin. Right? Oh, it was yeah. really great to be here. Yeah. Yeah. What's new in the lives of... Uh you Troy fellas. We don't really want to get into the details of Kurt's <laughs> yeah. last 36 hours. Yeah, so, my... Uh, yeah. It's been... Just suffice to say, it's been shitty. It's been not that not me personally, but my dog, yeah. yeah it's, my Sick dog is... dog, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's not feeling good. So something's going on. I figured I out. Had a, I had a sick child today, so I kind of feel your pain. That's that's never good. That's no fun. Yep. That's, uh, he's asleep, so hopefully he stays asleep for the whole show. Hopefully my dog stays asleep, too. Yeah. He's he, he's eating a combination of rice and oatmeal right now, so that's, that's We did put them fun. in the same crate, so hopefully they both just lull each other to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on with the show. That's allowed in Missouri. That's legal in Missouri. That's true. That is true. 
Uh, I don't. We, we, we have any announcements, Jeff? You have a you have a giveaway at some point, right? Yes, you're doing. I don't have anything. Yeah, I mean, thanks for spreading this on me live. <laughs> um, I mean, we can I just we can prepared. just go to the beers. We'll just go to the beers. Uh, but well, you, we'll announce it next week. Let's just okay. let's just say that. Okay. Jeff's teaser on something. Teaser. Jeff, see that's that's my way of saying yeah. I haven't. I totally forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I forgot to put up the announcement, so I I didn't even. I have nothing for the announcement, so we can move on to the official Let's beers. Let's do that. Yeah, official beers of episode number two hundred and forty-one. Two hundred and forty-one. That's a hell of a lot of shows. That's a lot of shows. That's more than most. You see some blues uh, podcasts pop up and they do two shows, and they're done. What do you got, Bill? Um, I have a retread because so I like I like my beer like I like my NHL coaches. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I see what you uh, did there. Uh, 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 I like no, that. it's uh, I I still had a couple in my uh, my beer collection, so I thought I'd go back to, as I called it, my tweet Shen Binner. Oh, nice. The barrel age ten fifty by Oscar Blues. Okay. So we're. Uh, we're closing in on the end of the official stout season. I always kind of feel like St. Patrick's Day with the, you know, when everybody drinks Guinness. Yeah. It kind of is the end of stout season for me. Okay. But, I mean, I'll drink it all summer. You, they go out with a bang. Right. What you're saying. Well, kind of. Because, I mean, Guinness is, well, it's a, it's not a heavy stout. No. It depends on which which version of Guinness you go with. Well, and the version that we can get here. Well, no, there are different Nuggers, versions. Okay, I know. No, there are different versions you can get here. You can get the Guinness Extra Stout, oh, okay. which is great, and it it's irreplaceable if you're making any kind of uh, beef and Guinness concoction, which I do every year for St. Patty's Day. Um, and then you have the, the Guinness Draft, which is just the the dry right. stuff that you get when you go to McGurk's. What do you what do you recommend for a an Irish car bomb? Um, Guinness. <clears throat> avoid. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to have an Irish car you don't like them? Uh, no, if if you're going to have an Irish car bomb, you go with Guinness the right. draft. Okay. Yeah, that's what that's what yeah. I thought. You you go with the what gives you the the creamiest thickest hat. That's sealing <laughs> it. <laughs> I knew you were going to jump in there. I just knew it. I'm like, oh, there he goes. Just put it on a tee and out of the That's park. That's right. <clears throat> yeah, you guys, uh, you know, you just set it up for me and I spike it over the net. Hmm. Uh, Jeff, what is what is your beer? Me? Yeah. Well, uh, today I went with uh, also a retread um, because I like my beers like how I like my NHL jokes. So, get it? Because I took Bill's I, joke. I appreciate that's about you. Uh, that's what you appreciate <laughs> about me? Uh, so, I went with uh, one that I went with, I think it was two weeks ago, the Schnickel Fritz uh, from Urban Chestnut. Uh, How do you spell simply that? Simply because... How do you spell well, that? Well, I did spell it correctly. It's S-C-H-N-I-C-K-E-L-F-R-I-T-Z, smart guy. And what's it mean? I can tell you this. <laughs> I can tell you this. Schnickelfritz uh, is an affectionate term for a mischievous young boy. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. So, yeah. There you Look go. it up. I, I, yeah, I, I believe true. you. I believe you. I don't believe, I don't believe Jeff. <laughs> well, no. I mean, he just told you, and, and obviously I knew that, too, because I'm uh, drinking it. Um, I, okay. Actually, <laughs> I'm not going to read the bottle again because I said this last time, but uh, apparently it 
pairs well with is that turkey? I guess it's got turkey? a little picture. Yeah, poultry. I don't know. You tell poultry. me. A chicken. Poultry. Yeah, it's poultry. That's that's squirrel. <laughs> that's a squirrel. Oh, yeah. It pairs well, pairs with, well squirrel. with squirrel. <laughs> moose and squirrel. <laughs> uh, moose and squirrel. <laughs> pairs pairs well with moose and squirrel. Uh, now you're something you'll really like. See, and uh, the young kids uh, <laughs> listening to this, uh, they probably don't know what the hell we're talking it's about. It's gonna be lost in them. Nah, nope. yeah, that's that's classic. Uh, Fractured fairy tales and Rocky and Bullwinkle, good stuff. Uh, real quick, I want to give a little shout out here in the uh, YouTube chat. We've got uh, Lambini here. He says, "Hi guys, it's Lambini. Thanks again for picking my post for the giveaway. Has he received that yet, Kurt?" Oh, he's not received yet because it has not gone out yet. It is okay. It is being mailed. I got he. I got I got his message in the the uh, forum. Uh, got his uh, mailing address, and whatnot, to send it out uh, a couple days ago. So we'll get it sent out t- uh, this week, tomorrow, probably. So what you're telling me is you like to post giveaways, but then not give the thing out. We are not that website. Ah. <laughs> Okay. We do not do that. Other. We'll leave it at that. Other. Another website does that. We do not. We are true to our word. Blues Hockey Podcast? No. No. Two They're, Guys, One Cup? Uh, No. No. They're good Last people. Last Minute Blues mm-hmm. Podcast? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's the new Rivers Podcast. Is it, Rivers has a new podcast? I think he has like I think he's involved in 178 shows now. Well, if, you, if you start, if you just throw stuff against a wall, something will stick eventually. <laughs> uh, just you know, keep your chin up, Jamie. Something will work out for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, says the guys recording live from their basements on a live Wednesday from my mom's basement. <laughs> <laughs> Keyboard warrior. According to uh, Jamie Rivers, we broadcast live from my mom's basement. <laughs> That's true. That's uh, true. Your mom is very nice. She always bakes me cookies when I come over. Oh, you should the smell in the house too of the cookies. Yeah, it's amazing. It's fantastic. And then makes me breakfast the next morning. Mm. That's uh, and uh, and I can I can hear from forty minutes away my dad getting in his car and driving over to your house right now to beat the living tar <laughs> out of you. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Mister Price. <laughs> but you have no idea. Right. Marla is like an amazing. Uh, I guess not pastry chef, baker, but baker, baker. She 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 she's has a, a business. She has a, a business. She has a she has a she has a has a small business, a uh, uh, cake making, uh, and she is fantastic. Yeah, I, I not not just the taste of the cake, but the decorations. It's like better than you see in most professional cake shops in the area. It's it's really it's amazing. So she does a good job, and been doing it her whole life. Uh, my beer. I'm gonna skip over me here. Uh, one I've had before, peanut butter porter. It's I think my last one that I have here. It's really good from Saugatuck Brewing Company. Uh, it is the can says smooth and creamy, and it is smooth and creamy. It's bold, smooth and creamy. It's quite good, and uh, this would probably fall in the same line as stout season, porters and stouts. Darker, heartier stuff. Kurt's gearing up for his IPA season. Mm. Mm. There's no IPA season for me. Not a single. No. no. I, I the word the, the best I go with IPAs is uh uh you want to try this IPA I'll take a sip and that's about it it yeah. never never flies with me really I do have one in the fridge still yeah see 
I don't know. That, I found a couple that I like, but the stuff that's just like how many, how many different kinds and how how much quantity of hops can we put into a beer <laughs> and see if people double, triple hop, yeah. quadruple hopped, that, that, insane hops. Yeah, usually a little little too much for me. Yeah, too much hops just sucks your face off. I don't like that. That's a that's an image I've got in my head now. Uh, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, March 4th, uh, 2020 is today's date, so March 4th, 2004. Brent Johnson was traded to the Phoenix Coyotes by the St. Louis Blues for Mike Sillinger. Those of you old enough to remember this trade, um, Sillinger was a nice pickup for us for a little yeah. while. He and did. we were we were his, what, 18th team? <laughs> yeah. He he was Most a goal scorer. player ever, right? Yeah. He was a goal scorer for us for a while. I think it was between what him and Brent Ashton were the the two guys that had that uh, that title. title. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because Columbus was already picking up part of Sillinger's salary, having an NHL forward uh, instead of an NHL goalie will cost the Blues only an additional thirty five hundred dollars for that. That move would only cost them thirty five hundred dollars net, I guess. So. That's and that's I will a admit that Bill Laurie move. <laughs> I loved that trade because I was not a fan of Brent Johnson when he was here. So you didn't, you didn't I like the, was happy with that. Uh, if you were uh, if you were in the media at the time, you may have noticed that he'd smoke uh, after games. Oh yeah, he was one of those players. I guess not many players do that, but uh, he was one of them. And I've heard him affectionately referred to as Smokestack. Uh, there you a go. A few times. Yep. After trading Brent Johnson, the only goalies in the system, the blue system, guaranteed of being around the following season were Reinhard Divas and Curtis Sanford. Oh, the Sanford Divas era. And the Blues had the option on Osgood, which decided they did not pick up the following season. Because, well, the following season was a lockout. Right. So it was lost to lockout. And coming out of the lockout, the 0506 season, the Blues goaltenders were Sanford, Bakashua, Laleem was the pickup, and uh, Divas. <laughs> Who was supposed to be, hey, coming off a good year in Ottawa? Right. Oh, no. And the first thing, oh, I, no. the playoff, first thing I remember about him in a Blues uniform is uh, home game against the Rangers early on in the season. Yes. Martin Ruchinski. Yep. Shot off the glass, off his back into yes. the net. You know, wasn't there? There were rumors that he had LASIK surgery before the season started. Yep, and ruined his eyesight. and it screwed up his vision. Yeah, yeah. And there was also rumor that there was a there was a goaltending equipment rule change, as far as what you could push right. off, it, how you could it, push off side to side. Like there were right. the cheaters. Yeah, the, the yeah, skate cheaters. The skate cheaters. You couldn't have them anymore, and yeah. he that hurt him as well. So yeah. all kinds of things. The deck was stacked against him. Good pickup by the Blues. <laughs> um. Mm. I'll so, admit when they got him, I was excited because I was thinking, okay, well, it's a, it's a, it's an upgrade from Divas and Sanford. I agree. But it really wasn't. No, I, I was excited too. But oh yeah, it's an upgrade. We got we got better, right? That was the mm-hmm. thought. But we did not. Um, uh, Bakashua, Sanford, Bakashua, Lalima, Divas that season all played. Uh, they combined for an eight nine one goal, uh, eight nine one save percentage. I got that backwards in the notes. <laughs> 891 save percentage and a 3.3 GAA. The best being Sanford, who had a 908 percentage and 266 GAA. And not too yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, that that was the, you know, kind of like the uh, the Mighty Mouse version of the Blues at that point, right? That when Sanford and Divas, no-name goalies whatsoever, came along and just gave you, you know, gave you the valiant effort every night, usually came up short. 
Mm. But, uh, you know, they fought for every save and... Uh, I wanted Bakashua to be successful so Everybody, bad. Uh, God, he, I mean, he, he was so highly touted. He was. Highly touted, had a cool name, right. had a cool mask at the time, right. I believe. Right, he had, had a cool a, nickname, Cash. J- right. Oh, yeah. And he had a Jason Voorhees reference on his mask. Yes, yeah. I mean, yes, he did. What's not to like? And that he just did not work at all. Uh, Brent Johnson played in only seven games with Phoenix. Uh, he was in the article that uh, SJL Blues History uh, attached to the tweet. Uh, he talked about how excited he was to go to Phoenix and how pumped he was to get uh, more playing time and, and and get the five for the number one job. And he played seven games there at Phoenix. Played well, nine fourteen save percentage, two five nine GAA. Then spent four years with Washington and three years with Pittsburgh. Uh, didn't put up bad numbers um, with either team. But yeah, but I mean that that era that you know. So it's the lockout, yeah. and Phoenix wasn't going to pay anybody any money, yeah. right? Coming out of the lockout, and, uh, neither were the Blues apparently. Well, no, because Bill Laurie <laughs> didn't get his basketball team, and, right? You know, fucked us. Well, for here's five a little uh, here's a fun little thing for us. Let's go Blues Radio listeners. Little tease for the summer: Brent Johnson quite possibly might be one of the guests. Ooh. So if you want to hear more about Brent Johnson, make sure you tune in this summer. If you can find out what his favorite brand of cigarette is, I'll buy you a beer. I'm going to go with Marlboro. I'm not asking you to guess. I'm asking you to actually get the info from him. (laughs) (laughs) But if I get it right, you going to give me something? No. No. Okay. But, well, if you got it right, then you would have found out. So, yes. Well, I haven't haven't interviewed him yet. What I'm saying is if you guess Marlboro and he tells you Marlboro, then you will have found out what his favorite cigarette is, and then you will have won the beer. Oh. Right? I I will win the beer. Okay. So what's going to happen? All right. Um, Go ahead and settle that. (laughs) May May 4th, 1970. The St. Louis Blues beat the Boston Bruins 3-1. Boston's Derek Sanderson swung his stick at a Blues fan as they held up a sign that read Biggest Chicken of Them All. Uh, the program from this from the game was included in the tweet and it shows uh, Al Arbor uh, kind of doing a stop there on, on spraying some snow and, and he's wearing glasses. And uh, so which brings me to a question for you guys. Who was the last NHL player to wear glasses? Do you know the answer? To I this? do know the answer. I do. Hmm. Um, Last NHL player to wear glasses during a game. Hmm. I'm just trying to think of ones that... <sighs> Anybody um, in the YouTube know. chat know? Anybody YouTube chat know? Uh, I assume that's not the guest from Jesse Hill's previous Paul Mall. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. That's, I don't uh, think he played in the NHL. Yeah. Paul Mall not filters. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm... I, I, I wanna, I wanna say, I wanna say somebody on the Islanders mm. went with Doug, glasses. Doug Alsabrook, was that his name? Mm. Uh, no, that's not uh, the answer. So, no. yeah. <laughs> I remember not, that guy wearing not, glasses. Not, not the answer I found. Uh, I, okay. I, I assume my source is correct. Okay. But uh, it, it, Al Arbor. The was picture, it, was yeah. I was, <laughs> I was thinking that it was probably L. Arbor, but I, I, I should, sure. I should have given you a hint. It's right in front of your face, guys. So what you're saying is, when Dave Carlson made the NHL, Dave Carlson of the Hanson brothers, 
Yes. He didn't wear glasses. I don't know. But it was before 1970 or the, or maybe it was before then. No. No. Because he, okay. he was... He was, he was a he member of the blues in okay. the 80s. Yeah, I don't... Uh, according to the source I found, if someone else has a better source, uh, Jesse Hill guessed Bossy. Bossy didn't wear glasses, did he? No. 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 Did he, wear, he, may, he may have off the ice, but not during games. No, I don't think so. I'm just... No. Did, I, don't, I don't remember seeing pictures of him playing with the glasses. Yeah. So I don't Bowmeister now. Bowmeister, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was sporting glasses. Pronger wears glasses. Yeah. I'm sure they're all contact guys during play, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, man! I, I, I back when I was a little kid, back when I was a kid, I played Oregon that 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 uh, floor hockey, the foot hockey league on the indoor soccer field mm-hmm. that we played. I, I wore glasses. Yeah, that sucked. That's awful. I can't imagine doing that. I I haven't played so competitively like uh, since I've required glasses, since I've required corrective lenses at all times. Do you know where you want contacts to? I do. Oh. I do, but um, whenever I played hockey, um, I I just I went without. I'll could explain my, plan. Could Lisa needs glasses? <laughs> could explain my uh, plus three fifty GAA, but I don't know. <laughs> well, you're no. Well, Lance, you play you. You're you no Lance Scott. <laughs> Bill played in the '60s, so that, he, that explains he it. He did. He's well. So did Lance. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Um, no, I was in the running gun '80s. Running gun '80. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so you're, so you're, you're. I was eight taught, nine five save percentage was was not too bad. I was taught stand up goaltending. Oh, well, is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I was. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> that's why. That's why I love Patrick Waugh. <laughs> Patrick Waugh made it okay for you know to plan your. You know, played butterfly the whole time. Uh, rapid fire tidbits from around the NHL. Uh, the salary cap projections for next season have been uh, talked about. I guess uh, eighty-four million to eighty-eight point two million is what's being uh, projected, up from the current eighty-one point five million. But of course, it's dependent on negotiations with the NHLPA. So if it's closer to eighty-eight million. That sounds like we can get Petro under. Yeah, that. that's a game changer for the Blues and Petro. I, that, I mean, that's. I think the PA is going to be going for sh- smaller, though. Don't you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the higher the higher it goes, the more escrow they pay. Yeah, and and they they went for lower last time too. And last time it was projected to go up by three million and only went by one and a half, something like that. So yeah. uh, it, it's probably but, not going to be eighty eight, but it you know it could be eighty four, eighty five. Right, even that would probably be enough wiggle room yeah. with the uh, expiring contracts, the non returning contracts. And this was higher, a higher projection than what they were they were right. thinking. So that's it's it's primarily because the uh, the new US TV deal kicks in. Okay, a- and that's right. And this is also assuming the Blues are going to spend to the cap. So I well, mean, I, so. Not get ahead of ourselves here. That, we, we took that for granted. Yeah. That if if it goes to eighty eight, we're gonna spend eighty eight. There's no guarantee of that. Right. But not to get ahead of ourselves, but if the blues were to somehow make it all the way through that miraculous feat and repeat this year, I think they would give Petro what he wants. Oh, if we repeat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I, they'd make it work, right? They're you know, gonna you try have to, to right? they're going to try to keep the band together. And you know what, though, I mean, Petro, the if they, he's going to demand even more. 
Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. that's gonna be. Oh yeah. God, that's gonna be. That's gonna suck. <laughs> Did uh, yeah. I yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I think. Oh, we got a question here from uh, uh, Jesse Hill. But first, we, before we get to that, yeah, we're gonna talk I about Scandella a little bit later, so we can bring that up there yeah. if you want. Okay. Well, I want to mention. Uh, I don't. I'm gonna butcher this. Sixas Ray Do Gaming says, uh, "Greetings from Portugal, my friends. Go Blues, Vancouver." How about? Yes. No, not Vancouver. Vancouver is in Portugal, right? Uh, Yeah, backwards. Portugal is the province of Canada. Portugal is in Vancouver. Yeah, that's that's right. Okay, I knew that. Portugal Square. It's a neighborhood in there. Uh, No, yeah, we'll we'll talk about Scandella, but he asked if we should re-sign Scandella. We'll talk about that. But uh, Petro, man, I even if it goes to 84, 84 and a half, I think that, can give them enough room to maybe make one move and still be able to get Petro. We'll see. It depends on how much he wants to come back. Yeah, and like Bill said, it depends how far they go in the playoffs. If they if they miraculously repeat as Cup champs, ooh, that's a that's he's going to ask for a lot, especially if he's a you know a big player in the playoffs like he was last season. So yeah. You're saying we should hope the Blues get swept in four. No, I, if, the, if the if the Blues, you know what. If you were to tell me that they're going to have to pay twelve million a season to keep Petrangelo, uh, but it, it, you know, in exchange for a second cup, I'll say do it. Two hundred back to back cups uh, are it's it's a rare thing. So, so I'm thinking. So here you'll always have that. Yeah, I mean, even if we suck for the next eight years, I here's where I I think Doug Armstrong is cold-hearted enough to not fall into the Stan Bowman trap, let's call it. Yeah, I'm not saying they would. I'm right. saying me, so I'd say if we I'd win, if we win again this year, I think they'll say, "Okay, Petro, we'll go up to nine and a half for you. We'll give you we'll give you a Roman Yossi plus a little, but we're not going over 10." Cuz so if what, you do Yossi makes 9. Yeah. It, so they'll do the essentially do uh like well, a little more than Bennington right. Allen. Right. Yeah. I think so. And yeah, they're they they won't overextend. Armstrong's smart enough, and and again, cold-hearted enough to say, you know what, I, I can't I I can't mortgage the future. I can't pay you for what we have done because I've already paid you for what you've done. And and he did that with Steen too. And if he and if he walks there, and if he walks. <laughs> Look what Colton Pareko's done. I know, over the last I know, I know, I know. Games. And we're gonna talk about him too later on, yes. and about how he's. Uh, oh my God! Just oh, and we also have Justin Falk. Justin Falk. <laughs> I, I, I'm hey, I'll not... tell you guys in, in my NHL 20, uh, Jake Wallman has turned out to be quite the defenseman. So that's something. <laughs> it's it's because you immediately put him on the top line and refused to move him. Have you That's watched? True. Have you watched eight hours of uh, of uh, footage on uh, Mr. No, Wallman? only seven and a half. Seven and a half. So you got to get to eight. Yeah. So I don't. If I don't know that much. If you don't watch eight, you don't. You don't know anything. Yeah, and God bless Eric Foley. Both Foley and Wallman are former Providence College Friars. So I, I special place in my heart for them. Um, but somebody who gave up eight hours of their life to watch footage on Eric Foley and the guy's probably got to retire because of concussions. <laughs> that's a poor return on investment. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. The Islanders, Johnny Boychuk. Did you guys see this? The skate to the uh, face? Yes. 
Oh, I, I, I did not. Um, it is. I got the you link. You don't there. need to see it. Yeah, I, you don't need to see it, Bill. I'll, oh, you need I'll, to see it. I'll, I'll, I'll click on it. <laughs> but uh, I've, uh, I have stopped watching Montreal Canadiens games at this point. So the, um, uh, yeah, the Islanders Johnny Boychuk takes a skate to the face in a game versus Montreal. Uh, Slow mo clip shows the blade kind of slicing between the eyes. A little bit uh, kind of on one eyelid. Reports are that it sliced his eyelid and eyebrow, but not his eye. Um, 90 stitches by a plastic surgeon to fix it. Uh, Boychuk uh, caught a skate in the throat last season. <laughs> uh, Why has he not retired? I, <laughs> is, someone's trying to tell you something. But it's, uh, oh, God, that just, I mean. It, oh, it was it was a game on the island, yeah. so they have great plastic surgeons on the island. <laughs> from what I've heard, <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. That was, I mean, that is the just the way that it. It's not just a matter of the fact that it caught him. You know, it wasn't like he was still in the. I mean, the way the stick or the the skate just came up. Yeah. yeah. So it's, oh god, that was freaky. Yeah, it's Arturi Lekkinen and. Um, the, the Isles goalie tripped Lekkinen, and as he's going down, his back skate comes up and goes right across Boychuk's face. People, people online were saying it was a dive, not the not skate to the face dive. The 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 trip. Yeah. Oh, no, I was gonna yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 The yeah. Dive forward. Skate that, comes up. That was that was bad. I don't. Was, mm, yeah, I. Uh, I, I was telling somebody the other day about um, how there was one time where I went down, uh, I got, I fell to the ice. Somebody was coming towards me to get to the puck, and I'm not kidding. I could feel the blade as he went across my face, go against the bridge of my nose, and it was the side of the blade, so it, I didn't get a cut or anything. Oof. But I remember just thinking, if he would have turned his skate another half centimeter, I probably would have gotten sliced. And, uh, well, that happened to, to think about happened to Shen. Shen yeah. got a skate to the neck, and it uh, it shaved him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It shaved, it it shaved like some layers really, of skin off. Really bad razor burn. Yeah, yeah. He really, he had a bandage on it for a while, and you can still see the mark there. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, the, the Taylor Hall one from. When oh he was my God, that was bad. He looked like Frankenstein. That was pregame skate. Yeah. That yeah. Was, or, yeah uh, he no, fell well, and uh, not pregame skate, but uh, uh well. Not morning skate, but yeah. it was pregame. Pregame skate. It was pregame skate. Yeah. yeah, it was before a game. Right. I was thinking. I was his I own was, teammate. It was. Yeah. Uh, he kind of. I think he fell on a rut in the ice, and his teammate just. That was came against across. the Blues, right? I don't think. so. I thought so. it was. I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah. I'll see I, if I can I, find I, it. I don't recall that. I I'm do re- say no. In um, in high school playing uh, for not not CBC but for Cahokia, yeah. the wrist. My uh, the captain of our team, who is also the valedictorian and head quarterback for Cahokia's uh, high school program. I do believe the term is starting quarterback. <laughs> so, I, I'm not Columbus. a football guy. You're thinking head cheerleader. Yes. <laughs> Probably was was, against Columbus. I'm pretty sure he was dating her. Okay. He was like he was he was just the like the sure you know, oh the starting quarterback the always dates the head right, cheerleader that's the right. way it works and he was he was just the guy valedictorian captain of the hockey team captain of the football team starting quarterback and uh, we were playing a game we were playing uh, Springfield um, they drove down and uh, we're pretty sure they were all pretty fucking baked from the trip down and. Uh-huh. 
uh, he got tripped, fell by the blue line, and uh, the guy, just a little bit slow reacting, jumped at the very last oh. second and yeah. went right across his wrist. Yeah. And yeah, it's uh, his his right hand and fuck scariest scariest thing that i witnessed wow. in uh you know in my playing days and uh your cousin was the backup goalie and uh yeah his jersey was used to soak up the blood <laughs> oh that's terrible yeah that uh i can't believe we continue that game quite oh, honestly god that's surprising actually uh next season Offsides will likely be it's gonna, it's up for a vote, but they're thinking it's gonna it's gonna pass. Uh, will likely be changed to include a vertical plane at the blue line and not require on ice contact with the skates uh, or hands, I guess, uh, thank, for offside. Thank fucking god. I know. That's, yeah. My only question is, what the hell took so long? I know. Uh, the minute replay was implemented, this should have changed. I agree. I, I agree. That that the, the the plane just makes a whole lot more sense, and you would think that. Linesman would get fewer calls wrong with that that, that, yeah. that plane. That'd be easier to call. Agree. I think what'll be interesting is does that lead to actual fewer on ice offside calls, and see, they'll I, they'll rely more heavily on replay. Well, see, I I I'm of the opinion they call too many off. I mean, like really close calls. Mm-hmm. I think they call too many of them because I think, I think they call too many offsides and too many icings. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I do too. Because if it's if it's so close, it's like ah, toss up. Don't call it. Let, let I mean, and if a goal happens, go to replay. Yeah. See, I'm uh, I'm on the opposite end. I I want to see less replay. So if you think it's offside, call it. Because I'd rather not have the hype of having a goal taken away, rather than, but uh, you know, seeing that. But this is yeah. But you're I mean, but you're gonna you run the risk of of making bad calls that are that would that are onside that could have resulted in a goal. Well, let's take it a level higher. You're essentially taking a goal away. Let's let's take it a level higher. I think they should do away with replay personally. So I don't. I, don't. I would mm. agree with you 100% if they got rid of replay. But the fact that they don't, the fact that, that that we have plays getting taken away as goals, it pisses me off when I see, okay, that was probably offside. So everything that happens here in the offensive zone doesn't matter. If there's a goal, well, because you're gonna get the, you're gonna have to play right. I, I think I think they should revamp. We've talked about how replay could be better, uh, putting time limits on it, putting a number of uh, limit the number of replays officials can see, uh, stuff like that. Um, and if you time can't, limit, yeah, if, like if, you, if you can't make a determination that changes the call on the ice after like three or four looks at it, uh, then the call. Now, if that were the case, I'm 100 percent with you. Yeah. Less offsides then. Yes, take, I agree. Take a minute tops, replay it three, four times, whatever. Um, mm. And then if you still can't decide, then call in the other stance. Yeah, but the the whole breaking the plane thing, like that, that changing that, and the Ducks have taken the lead. Sweet. Um, over the Avalanche for, you know, for those that listen to this later, it's an important moment. It is because this is uh, essentially their game in hand right, right. now. They could come within a point of us. Yep. With yeah. with yeah, they have two games to play, three points down. So, um, what the hell is Zadorov doing there? <laughs> <laughs> Who's he covering? He was he was caught. <laughs> yeah. He, <laughs> that that was that was pretty bad. 
kind of yeah okay toronto's <laughs> gonna pay that guy 12 million <laughs> yeah and uh Je- jesse hill in the chat said toronto will pay petrangelo 12 million uh possibly no i think they'll get that money to sidor out <laughs> it's like they gave three and a half to jeff figger and it was the wrong oh guy. Oh my god! That was Brian Burke, right? <laughs> no, it was oh, John yeah. Ferguson. It was the move that got finally got John Ferguson fired. Oh, Jeff Finger. Um, NHL's new tracking puck will premiere on opening night of the playoffs. Um, officially premiere. Officially it's, premiere because it's been used in plenty of games. Yeah. Well, they said like not a ton, like nine, ten games, something like that. Yeah. But, um. They, the pucks cost about hundred bucks each, and they actually said that uh, they're not going to try and retrieve the pucks from the from the crowd, but they will try and retrieve them if they can. If no one like if they're like in the concourse or if they go down the the whatever, they'll, they'll try and get them back on the ice. I've, I read that. That's kind of funny. <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, they've been using them in a handful of initial games already. Uh, they and they asked players if they could tell the difference, and uh, after the fact, and Sidney Crosby said he noticed a difference right away in how the puck felt. He said the edges were a little different, and that's amazing to me. That is, visually, it's got to look. It's the amazing, same. but is it is it surprising? It's not surprising. I, I'm just fascinated by by the 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 attend, how talented some of these players are that they can pick that up when you're wearing you're wearing gloves. You're, and the puck's at the end of a stick, and your stick's got tape on it, and there's ice and snow, and you can feel the difference on the ed- the, the well, corner of a edge of a puck if it's more rounded than another puck. That's nuts. What was the context? So I, think I, know- of, I was just gonna say, what's the context of, of him saying this? Because he, he was he was uh, they used a puck in testing in a game, and they asked him afterwards if he noticed a difference, and he goes, "You know what? I could tell the difference in the edge of the earth." So. But I, so, but so I, I think what he was talking answer, about was that he, you know, being Sidney Crosby and hockey obsessed, he masturbates with hockey pucks. <laughs> right. So, so <laughs> wow. So glancing over that, Kurt, I guess your uh, your answer to the question is: Do you think you could tell a difference? Is is no? No, probably not. Bill, what about you as a goalie? You think if uh, these shot, the couple of these pucks were shot at you, and there was okay, we're going to shoot ten pucks at you, and three of them are going to be this new special tracking puck. You think there's any way you'd be able to tell a difference? Um, they're made of the same material. Yeah. They're the, the, they're the same weight. I, I think with the right design, no, you, you would not, uh, you wouldn't be able to tell it. What, where I think it would, would change is, is, you know, how quickly does it, you know, does the fact that there's a, you know, uh, some microchips in it, uh, impact how long it stays cold you know does that does that just even even a you know a tiny fraction of you know heat come off of that because of you know and does that lead to the puck bouncing that's that's what i would worry about they said they're going to change the puck out every three to five minutes like a like they normally do with other pucks yeah so it I, I don't know if that's an, an, i it's a good question they've i mean they've done testing so i don't know um, they actually shot the article that uh, from TSN says they, in lab tests, they shot it out of a cannon 170 miles an hour, time and time and time again against crossbar and stuff, and they couldn't break it because previous uh, mm-hmm. uh, models of this tracking puck would break and shatter 
in testing. And the NHL wanted to know how fast it had to be going before it broke. And they got to 170 miles an hour, and they couldn't get it to go any faster out of the cannon, and it still didn't break. So they're thinking— Well, you know the first time they tested these pucks, right? It was in the All-Star game when Patrick Kane exploded that puck on Brian Elliott. <laughs> that was the first test of these uh, these these tracking pucks. That was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. Uh, no, these are uh, these are interesting, and I think Bill, you bring up a good point. But you got to figure that the NHL and and you know whoever's working on them with this, I don't know if it's SAP or I didn't read the no. whole article. I'll admit, yeah, but they they fired the previous vendor, Jogo. It was a German company, and it's a th- it's a three letter acronym, I believe now, but it's not SAP. SAP okay. is well, just their data analytics. You got to figure that they've done their research. They are aware these pucks aren't going to make a big difference in terms of bounciness. I have to assume the NHL did their homework here, but that is obviously probably my biggest concern as a player as well. Because I don't know. I just, I feel like, you know, just watching Blues games, the puck got randomly bouncier, uh, like in the middle of February. So I don't, you know, obviously they haven't released which which games it was used in. Um, they said it was completely unbeknownst to, you know, everybody uh, you know, on either side. But there have been a couple of games where it's like the puck's been inexplicably bouncy, and I'm just hoping that, you know, that's not what it is. I think once they start using them league-wide, It'll get people will adapt to it, right? Or or players will complain mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, this is balanced a little more than I don't know." They, I mean, you would. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer and say that they've tested this thing to death. You have oh, to, they have. you have I to. Have. I mean, you have to. Uh, in Canada, they measure things in Gretzky's. <laughs> I love this newspaper headline: uh, the Saturday Star, which is the uh, is it the Toronto paper, Toronto Star. Uh, they Makes uh, sense. Uh, record uh, uh, referring to the uh, coronavirus. They call it the Gretzky of viruses. <laughs> uh, one of the comments in social media was, uh, "It won't get anywhere this early in its career without a McSorley of viruses," <laughs> which was pretty funny. Uh, and, then I, the com- I, and then the conversation spiraled into a number of uh, viruses that were more appropriate to be called the Gretzky of viruses. And that was my point, was this is not the Gretzky of viruses. We've no. seen the Gretzky of viruses. This is like the Ty Domi of viruses. Uh, <laughs> this is, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's got potential. It's a pretty good fighter. You know, he's not doing a whole lot of damage yet, but he could hang around for a while. I don't know. So you don't put it at, like, Dave Anderchuk status yet? See, if, 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 this, is the, <laughs> if this is the Gretzky of viruses, then what's Ebola? Ebola's uh, mortality rate was like thirty percent of those that got it died. Yeah, yeah, Ebola. That'd be like the. There's nothing better than Gretzky. So I, that's what I'm saying. You could even call that. Yeah, that's like giving that's like giving the first figure skater in a competition a perfect ten or a perfect six. Now I guess they go sixes. You can't do that. You got to leave room for improvement. Which sucks if you go first in figure skating. Which is why Olympic sports that are judged are bullshit. You, you, if you just get a perfect program right off the bat, you will not get a perfect score ever, ever, ever. Um, cord cutters in St. Louis. Uh, and this is something that I brought up on Twitter and I got a bunch of responses. It boggles my mind that 
if you want to watch Fox Sports, if you're a cord, cord cutter, and I know you are, Jeff. Uh, Bill, do you, what, do you stream or you have a certain... I am, I am a cord cutter. Okay. So legally, we're talking legally here. If you wanted to watch Fox Sports Midwest and get NHL Network with a streaming service, whether it be YouTube TV, Hulu TV, uh, Sling uh, TV, whatever, you can't do it. It's impossible to get Fox Sports Midwest and NHL Network on the same service. Isn't that stupid? Yeah. If, if I, I'm well, a hockey fan, if I want to watch hockey, Blues hockey, on Fox Sports Midwest and get NHL's programming on NHL Network with a streaming service, can't do it. It's impossible. That's yep. messed up. No, it has, to be, it has to be done illegally. And also... Or you, get I mean, two, or thing, you buy two different services. Yep, which is ridiculous. And right. You're paying 50 stupid. bucks a month goes for... Against, goes against the point of right. why people are cutting the cord. Right. And that just... Uh, you're just no, asking people this, to, to steal, to, to pirate streams. We're in this, this stupid middle phase right now in TV where cable companies are on the go and streaming is up and, and eventually the future is going to be in streaming. I mean, whether it's going to be just a flat out streaming cable service, but whatever it is. So all these contracts with all these companies with like the NHL and with the Fox sports Midwest, it's all dictated by these contracts with these cable companies. Once the, the fucking big wigs realize that that is not good for business, it will be stopped. But in the meantime, unfortunately, that's just how it is. It was a uh, was a Sling TV it used to have Fox Sports Midwest, right? Yep. And now they don't because of a mm -hmm. contract the bullshit stuff that you see all the time. Right. Uh, which they've they haven't had it for a while now. Right. And this weekend, uh, YouTube was about to lose Fox Sports Midwest, but they extended it. Right. Yeah. Um, and. and Fubo, which is a, probably the best sports streaming option, like they started off as as a sports only thing, and they're the only one that does 4K streaming mm -hmm. of sports. They have dropped it because that's who we were going to switch to if if uh, YouTube dropped them. Um, it, it's at the point where there might not be a streaming option that you know will continue to carry it. Because the new owner of Fox Sports is uh, is just going to screw everybody over. The new well, owner Hulu being Sinclair TV has has it right now, so that's probably your best bet. But still, that'll probably be dropped eventually. Yeah, I mean they're just they're trying to push as much, you know, trying to work it. Sinclair's trying to work it so much, and you know everything's going to be in their favor. Um, and eventually, people are just going to say we're not going to pay for it. Yeah. I, it's, I mean, this, it, the, it's just rich people. It's the same story. Rich people, uh, wanting to get richer, not wanting to, uh, you know, want to make as much money as possible. Um, it's not enough to make a hundred million. You got to make 500 million or whatever it is. So, mm. uh, and the people suffer for it. So it sucks. Um, I was going to say though, on the flip side, of that argument, the the part we didn't talk about is NHL Network. NHL Network was available on PlayStation View, which mm. just shut down at the end of January. That's what I had been using. It wasn't. It's not available on any other streaming service, and it's it it is. It's available on. Is it Sling? 
is it? Yeah, on the on one of their on one of their orange package or whatever it is. Yeah, I think and, so. And I I I won't do Sling because I I I, don't I think it's like, on Hulu too. Is it? But but Fox Sports I, isn't. Yeah, I didn't. That's I didn't, the thing. It's not on either one of them. But Jeff just. Or I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, Fox it, Sports is NHL on NHL Network TV. isn't available. Right on and most it, streaming services, and and that's the part on, that boggles my mind. I'm pretty sure it's on Sling. You're you're the you're the NHL. You own it. Why 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 not put yourself out there? I don't get why it's not streaming on the NHL app. Why well, you right. can't just pay <laughs> five bucks a month? Right to stream did, NHL Network. I think on trade deadline day they actually did like yep. we're gonna we're gonna simulcast uh, on the fly. And I've and read before that's all that they it's, did. it's because they, the, again, it's contracts. It's was it Comcast that that technically owns a share of NHL Network. That's why because Comcast wants it on their cable providers. And but yeah, it's it's hopefully within the next contract we don't see that kind of crap. Sling uh, says here that they have uh, NBC, NBCSN, USA Golf Channel, and extra coverage on NHL Network. For hockey, so they do have NHL Network. Uh, Pride Night was th- that kind of uh, something that hit the fan this week uh, in St. Louis. Not just in St. Louis, yeah. Not just in St. Louis. Well, I mean, I, we're getting torn apart from across the. That's league. what I mean. I mean, that's what I mean. The 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 Saint, the Blues, how they're handling. Or lack thereof, uh, Pride Night or uh, Hockey is for Everyone Night, which is what they changed it to. Um, here's all lives matter. All lives matter. Uh, the Russian Machine Never Breaks dot com, which is a fantastic name for a site. I love that name. Uh, the the, uh, the author of this article, who uh, is actually she was on our uh, trivia team. Yeah, yeah, Euripides. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Euripides. Uh, so that was that's kind of cool, um, but. So here's here's the some background on the recent events on you know those that may not be fully informed on what's going on. So th- this drama started last season uh, when the Blues scheduled and promoted and sold tickets to Pr- Pride Night, a themed ticket night they had done a couple times uh, before that was or I guess the season before maybe one or two times before that was 2017 was, was the, the first, first one right okay yeah. so it was pretty popular Pride Night is a you know a night that celebrates. Uh, LGBT community focuses on them and people of all walks, of, all walks of life encourages tolerance acceptance and inclusion of people who might not slot in with social norms uh, like having a different sexual orientation than most people so uh, everyone uh, everyone's seen the rainbow flags so last season just days before uh, Pride Night at Enterprise Center and it was like what a week or two before I think it was it was really close but really soon before the game uh, they changed Pride Night to hockey is for everyone. The Blues did, mm. and they stripped away any and all imagery associated with Pride Night from years before. Fans who attended the game told me they they said that uh, the aside from the rainbow backpack that they gave away when you walked in, they you wouldn't have known you were at a themed event. Yeah, and and on top of that, real quick, I'll just add that they stripped everything off their their site that said Pride Night, and they said. 
oh, yeah, see, it was never Pride Night. Yeah. But then somebody found there was one section of the site that still had it listed as Pride well, Night. Well, there are videos on YouTube that I, I think it was a, a, a Today in St. Louis or something. They had a, a, a someone from the Blues on to talk about the theme promotion days coming up. And they listed, this was before the season started, they listed Pride Night as one of the nights on the on, on the, the uh, today in St. Louis. It was clearly Pride Night. They, they just tried to cover their tracks. Yes, and they lied about it because after they, after they changed it, they were asked about it. And uh, whoever the representative was, was Caruso or somebody else, uh, said that, oh, it was never Pride Night. It's always been hockey for everyone. And it was a flat-out lie. And I was like, are you yeah. kidding me? What's going on? So Fake news. That irritated a lot of fans. Um, and mm. so, and, and that, the, sure, the fans got the backpack. But uh, at the game, you know, nothing was done to celebrate hockey is for everyone, much less Pride Night. Uh, which is a stark contrast to what they usually do for theme nights, like a 90s night and WWE night, barf, uh, Star Wars Riz night. night. <laughs> yeah, the Rizzo Riz night, which, night, which yeah. is another which is another story. If you're going to have a theme night that has, is, is a watch party in, for an away game instead of at a, a, a themed game for a home game, the Rizzo night would be one to do it with because you can do all kinds of other stuff, I think. To be honest, that, that I think that would be one to do for a watch party. They, they'd have a lot of fun with that, I think. That's not the point of why they did it for a watch party, though. Let's be honest. Oh, no, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying that if that's and there's I know all, you know. There's all kinds. There's all kinds of of of. They're stepping all over themselves, uh, trying to cover the tracks on what's going on here, and, yes. it's, and it's embarrassing. Um. Yep. So, uh, it, fans who attended the game were saying, aside from Rainbow Backpack. You wouldn't own your uh, theme night in the game. Irritated fans. Um, so nights like 90s night, Star Wars night, WWE, like I said, were where they go all out with Jumbotown graphics, uh, themed in-game entertainment, theme music, sound effects, characters walking around the concourse, blah, blah, blah. When questioned about the last-minute change, the Blues fell out wide, like we said, and just said it was not – that just made people angry. So fast forward to this year where the Blues decided in their infinite wisdom to, instead of uh, even having a Hockey is for Everyone theme night at a game, they changed it to an away game watch party at Enterprise Center so the team won't even be in the building. Uh, and here, and they're not, they'd never come out and say this, but, you know, many season ticket holders won't be there for this game, which maybe because pe- there's a bunch of different reasons why people are saying that they did this. Uh, maybe season ticket holders complained. About that, that having one hundred percent having having to endure, you know, Pride Night or whatever they're gonna you know, hockey is for everyone and and the the imagery that comes with that, or it could have been a high up in the organization, uh, an, uh, you know that that upper management ownership whatever that was not a fan, or people have also said that it was a local politician that was involved with the uh, funding for the uh, the renovations. That uh, as a stipulation for this, you do you know you you do away with Pride Night, something like that. So that there, there's rumors going around, and each one of those very viable, you know, understandable uh, reasons. The if, first uh, one is the one that makes sense to me, though, because when they started doing this, there was a very small minority of season ticket holders who complained, and they said they're going to cancel their season tickets and. And, you know, I think the Blues even offered something about, well, you know, if you want to trade in your ticket and, 
you know, uh, I don't know. They, they, I think they offered some kind of ticket exchange program or something for like partial t- season ticket holders who complained. But that's the biggest reason to me. I mean, I don't know. Again, we're not, we're just speculating here. Um, but their excuses they've had of, well, you know, the whole NHL is going away and they're doing the hockey is for everyone night. Okay, first of all, that's not true. Um, there are some teams, yes, that are doing the hockey is for everyone night, but you're seeing all over social media teams that are doing the Pride Night still, flat-out Pride Night. I mean, we saw the Hurricanes change their logo for Pride Night. Um, you know, I mean, so that's that's a lame excuse. And then the one that they gave, I don't know if you saw Caruso's official comment yep. via email about – how it was uh, it was done because there's just so many promotional nights they can have, and the ticket demand is so high, and whatever the however the hell he worded it, such bullshit. Bullshit, man! Come <laughs> on, just be honest. Just we didn't want to do it. You oh, know? Can, they okay. can't. I, w- I would I would appreciate that more than some bullshit bald face lie. You know they the, it was brought up. They had three scout nights, three. I mean I'm. All for scout nights, but if you're going to say that, oh, we, we only have so many home games and we can't do all these theme nights, you have three scout nights and you have what? There's what? There's like, what, there's like what, 12 theme nights this season or something like that? Eight, 10, whatever it is. There's not a ton. You got 41 home games. I, I mean, it, I don't know. Uh, and, uh, and someone else brought up out of all the theme nights that you have, you know, there are important ones. First responders. That's a, that's a pretty that's a pretty that's a pretty cool one. It's a pretty good one. People who put their you know wives on the line to save others. You know it's a cool night to uh, celebrate them. Okay, that's that's one you you that's a respected theme night. Uh, cancer awareness night. That's a good one. It's a really good one. Um, Pride night in the same ballpark. That's the same kind of thing. You're celebrating people. Um, and when you talked about the Rizzo show night, the Rizzo show night does not fit in with those types of nights. It's a fun well, night. That's a fun night. Very popular. I get it. Uh, people like it and they love it. And the, the WWF night. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, that, 90s night. I they're mean, all, all that stuff. Yeah. Right. It's the, not, it's mm. fine. You know, I'm sure it's fun. I've, I went to one of the 90s nights. I had a great time. But if you're going to say that, that excuse that, oh, well, we just, you know, there's only so many games. Well, I'm sorry. Pride night should be a little more important to you than the Riz Show night or WWE night. Or three scout nights. Three. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, scout that's, nights. And when they, did you you saw in the article where they asked, uh, they wanted to, the, the Blues said that money was going to uh, the contributors, the sponsors or whatever, the uh, corporate, what's the word they use? The, uh, Something organizations. about the corporate sponsors. The, the organizations. Or, so the, the Blues yeah. are saying that the money the, the money will be benefiting uh, organizations in the area or whatever, uh, and so, but they didn't name them. And so they were asked, can you name the organizations? And Caruso goes, sure. Uh, he says, all proceeds will benefit the participating organizations and our charitable trust, Blues for Kids. <laughs> As for now, we have over 20 organizations signed up. So he didn't say he didn't list any of them, and he said their charitable trust as well, Blues for Kids. So they asked him outright which organizations are going to benefit, and he wouldn't tell them. Isn't that weird? Very weird. For an organization that we love, and you know, obviously we do this show because we love 
the St. Louis Blues. We love talking Blues hockey. We love bringing coverage to a city that we feel like always needs more Blues coverage. This is a, a real dagger for for some of us. And uh, when I saw this last year, I was really upset by it. Uh, this year, just you're better off not doing anything at all. Like uh, one of the articles I read was something about how they they waited. This person waited all through February to say, okay, when are they going to announce something? When are they going to have a pride night or even a hockey is for everyone night? And they kept waiting and kept waiting. Then we get this announcement, and oh, it's a watch party. So basically, anyone who goes to the games on the regular that that's going to complain about Pride Night, um, they're not going to be there. And so, you know, oh yeah, you people who complain about the WWE night and the '90s night, you know, screw you. You're still going to put up with that. But anyone who complains about Pride Night, which is an actual real world problem right now. Um, we're going to listen to the, the 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 vocal minority because that's what's important. And as it was brought just, up too. It's bad. It was brought up too that the, you know the Stanley Cup champions should be a leader in this kind of a thing. You know they should right. be setting yep. an example for the rest of the league. I mean, and going and taking the uh, league's initiatives, what what hockey is for everyone is, and and rolling with it and doing it better than everybody else, as opposed to watering it down for an away for an away game watch party where the building. I'd be shocked if it would be half full, uh, to be honest, because the team's not there. It's a watch party. It's cheap tickets. I get it. It'd be fine. And there's and there's supposed to be a lot of events in the concourse. Still, I don't. It, it's not going to sell out. I want right. to go just to see what the attendance is like, but I don't want to go because I don't want to give them my money for that because I don't want to endorse that. Yeah. The 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 best description of this this whole debacle that I, that I've seen is completely tone deaf. Yeah. Yes, oh. tone deaf exactly. And 100%. and coming on the heels, I mean, it's bad enough that this happened this year the way that, the way that it did, but on the heels of last year too. It's like they didn't they it's almost like oh, last year they 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 kind of looked like a monkey fucking a football with this whole thing. And this year it was worse. They I, are I, a monkey they, fucking a football. They're the football. <laughs> I it's <laughs> it's just I mean I don't know. It, it's 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 like they 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 went down a path Last year and then this year, they just kept on going and they just yep. made it worse. So it just it's it sucks. It's stupid. And the, the is anyone else surprised <laughs> to still see it being advertised? Like the backlash they've gotten across yeah. the league from their fans and it's everyone. Those and are yet on spots. TV last night, they still had yep. the promotion up. And I thought, oh god, don't yeah. even promote that right now. Good uh, lord, Jillian. Who you know? Uh, yeah, was on the show. Friend of the show. Friend Jillian of the show. Fisher. Jillian Fisher. Uh, she was very outspoken about it. Um, uh, Wyshynski came out and was mocking the Blues for it. Uh, just you know, all these, all these, uh, these names, and it, it, it just yeah, not, it's it not good luck on us. It looks terrible. And uh, people, you know, and and you really you kind of see where people stand on things socially, <laughs> uh, on social media with some of this stuff because you some of the people co the comments that that you see is like wow okay there's a people some people just do not like pride night or dead set against it and you see all kinds of stuff and it's like man why does it bother you that much it doesn't affect you whatsoever but i okay. don't know I, for me I, I you know freedom of speech and all that i get it like you want to say that you're not in agreement with it that's fine but the way that i've the stance i've always taken which and this is something i look at too the cardinals have pride night and you want to talk about sour yeah 
pissed off old people set in their ways. Uh, Cardinals fans, no offense, but hey, I'm a Cardinals fan myself, but I've been to games. I know the pe- kind of people that I sit with when I go to the Redbird Club. You know, it's they still have Pride Night. So if if you want to say, if, if that's at all what you're referencing, that, oh, well, we've got these people that don't like it, how come the Cardinals can still get away with it? Because the way that it should be is, and, and I hate to say this because I know the Blues are trying to, quote-unquote, include everyone, but the way that I see it is they need to tell those people who are unhappy with it, if you don't like it, just don't come. Yeah, You don't have to be there. Right. Just ignore it, and we won't. We won't. We'll make sure Fox Sports doesn't publicize it on TV for when you're watching. Like, we'll make sure it's just an in arena thing. Let people enjoy things. Right. I, I, I don't. It's just because you disagree with it personally. And I, this could be said about a lot of topics nowadays um, where people kind of overreact about some stuff. Uh, but this in particular. This is an event that has nothing but a positive message. There's nothing negative about this event, uh, as far as the message. It's 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 preaching right. it's, acceptance it's, and tolerance. It's inclusive, inclusive, like love everyone. That's the message. And but uh, some of- some guy on 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 Twitter uh, replied to me and said, and he pulled this line out, which is hilarious. He goes. How am I supposed to explain to my son when I when I take him to a game and he sees two guys kissing? And I'm like, and I said, I said, you, you, I'm not sure what to explain. You tell him that those two guys love each other and that's okay because that's what matters. There's your conversation. It's not hard, yeah. people. It's not hard. <laughs> it's not. And, and, and kids, kids are are not born with this, this, right. I don't want to say bigotry. Preconceived but th- notion. Yes, about they don't, they're not they're not born with this uh, thought that they, oh that's bad. You you can they they they're they're right they're natural thinkers they they accept that kind of a thing naturally. It's just kind of a weird thing to impression upon your kids that it's I know a bad that we thing. we get we get people that get mad at us when we get a little political on this show. But I mean, this is something I think all three of us feel pretty passionately about and. Um, you know, my, my wife and son and I, you know, he was six and we took him to pride. Uh, we took him to pride fest, uh, and he had a great time. We danced around and just had the time of our lives. I mean, to me, it's this is the way of the future. And, and this is how, I mean, you know, you'll, you'll, you look back at all the, the negativity that went against, um, I mean, I hate to compare it to, to slavery cause that's just not fair, but you know, there's people that oppose slavery, obviously, um, and and you know what? Over time, you know, black people were able to join our society and become equals, just like the rest of us. And I think eventually that's going to be the case for everybody that LGBT—I always say it wrong—LGBTQ community. And uh, it's just you're going to have these stragglers who are still holding on to the past, but. Whatever. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to completely poo-poo on people's beliefs, but uh, for me, it's just the NHL and and all the partners, the MLB, the NFL. So many organizations are realizing this is what they need to do 
to include everyone in their fan base. And for when I see my team, the team I love the most, pull something like this, it just it really hurts. You know, there are people, uh, far too many people, when they think of Pride Night or LGBTQ community, they instantly think of sex. There were comments about, you know, well, what am I, what am I telling my kids in the concourse? I see people making out. And I'm like, how often do you see people making out in a, that doesn't happen. There's the big it, orgy going on in the that concourse. Doesn't have, there's not going to be a glory hole booth in the, on the concourse. <laughs> it's, oh, uh, man, I wish there was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's, that's not a thing. You go, you're, you're going to, What? That's, that's the you're, funniest thing I've heard on this show in years. <laughs> you're gonna see you're gonna see people walking around, some with you know face paint and colorful costumes and and, and attires and things to, to you know like a, like a party atmosphere there's kind of a thing. Still a dress code. Yeah, it's, there's and a not code gonna be, of conduct. You're not gonna have uh, people grinding on people off on the side, or but it's not gonna happen. It doesn't that doesn't that it's not gonna happen at the game. Kurt, please keep explaining things that won't happen. This is not the World Naked Bike Ride, which I have been to a couple times, and it's pretty fun. But this is not the World Naked Bike Ride. There are going to be naked people walking around in Congress. It's, that's, not, that's not a thing. So people are uh, – it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to me how people react to certain things, and it's comical quite often. Yeah. Anyway. It's interesting to me that our <laughs> rapid-fire news it is long. segment – Gets long-winded. Well, this wasn't rapid this fire a, anymore. This, this wasn't, wasn't part of rapid see, we fire. we transition out of that? Yeah, this is this blues is news. This is blues talk. Uh, <laughs> Maybe if you actually thought, paid I attention, Bill. My, my iPad died. I don't, I don't uh, have the... You got a cord? I got a, you don't have a backup? Do, you don't have a backup do, do, do iPad? I don't have a cord. Do you have a cord? I, I don't. Oh. What kind of Gosh. a hoser are you? Yeah. Wait, do you... Bad, bad host. Is this kind of takes? Huh? Yeah. There you go. Who's that one? No, no, no. I have, I have a newer iPad. Oh, so this, you don't have a 10-year-old iPad? <laughs> I, I gave that to my parents. Ah, that's adorable. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's uh, we, can, we can move along now. I think we've talked about enough. We've said our piece in Counter to Three. Before we move along. <laughs> I said my piece in God damn it, she counted to three. <laughs> uh, before we move on... Uh, Nomination for YouTube comment of the night from okay. Cat Church. <laughs> Extra backside pressure on Scout Night. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. That was good. <laughs> Jimmy Anderson says, no glory hole? <laughs> now, you might find a glory hole booth on... Oh, I can't say that. No. No, I won't say it. Don't. Don't. I'll tell you later. <laughs> oh, I almost said I it, too. Even, I, I almost said it. I can't think of... What it would be. Oh man, it was it would have been funny, but very inappropriate. <laughs> send us a message. I need to see this. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, when I when I'm not talking, I'll, I'll send it later. All, All right. right. So yeah. Well, then let me let me jump in right now. Then so uh, we'll we're gonna get into obviously uh, the Rangers game, but um, the Blues also played the Islanders and the Stars, both overtime and shootout wins. Um, just as a whole, anything from those games that. Uh, you guys want to talk about thing? Well, let me let me let me just answer my own question. Jake Allen starting Saturday, that was something that kind of blew me by surprise. I'm not saying it was a bad move because obviously it worked out, but I was surprised to see Jake Allen in against the Stars on a Saturday night at home. Um. Oh, Kurt, Kurt, Kurt. 
<laughs> see, I, I, it's a it's a good thing. I, I, say I see why you didn't say that. That's good. <laughs> Very rarely will I bite my tongue in this show, and that was I have found the line <laughs> that I will mm-hmm. not cross. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm. You know what? I have I have uh, turned the corner a little bit with Alan, um, as far as him getting more starts and some at home. Uh, I'm. I, 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 I'm my confidence. So you have a problem with it? No. My, well, mainly because, I mean, you, I, Bennington has been starting a lot of games, and I have no problem with giving Allen. I mean, yeah, it's against Dallas. I mean, I get it. But uh, what was the, what was the, when did uh, he start his last game? And the game is uh, around Allen? now. Yeah, before that. Uh, one. Was it, did he start, did he play against Minnesota? Let's see. It was he played against Dallas? So the four to three, the shootout win. Yeah. Okay. In Dallas. Um. Uh. He. I either don't, way, I can't remember. But we'll, we'll it, look it up. We'll look it yeah, up. Yeah, but I'll I mean, but, I, but either way, I. Uh, it's no, not like it's not like play against Minnesota. It's not like it's just for for me. It was just that. Again, we talked about this before. It's a it's a marquee game against a division rival. Points are on the line. You put your starting goalie in, and again, I'm not. I wasn't mad. It wasn't like I was like, oh. God, Jake Allen, come on. It was just, that's a game where I think you typically are, no matter what, going to see who you're going to start in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. So when it, I saw it, Allen in the crease, that just kind of surprised me. It, 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 I mean, it surprised me a little bit, but I, but it, I wasn't upset about it. I, I was, I, I did question, oh, I wonder why Ben isn't starting. It's a, it's a it's Dallas, a big game. I mean, you could have started him against uh, the Islanders, which would have made more sense, uh, or the Rangers, which would have made more sense, so especially the Rangers. <laughs> Uh, you're in New York. It's an away game, uh, you know. But I, it, it, I mean, it all worked out the way it, the way it, you know, did. So it was fine. But <clears throat> no, I get what you're saying. I, I, I'm, I, we, and we've had this conversation before about uh, your number one should be starting against, uh, barring you know back to backs and stuff like that. Your number one should be starting against your division rivals, especially one that you're, you're, you're fighting for a position for. So. Uh, the I last mean, game that Jake Allen played was the first game of the back-to-back with Nashville, the one that was in St. Louis. So he had played a lot. So Benjamin yeah, had played. He had, he had played. So Allen right, started the one, Saturday, two, three, and Benjamin went the Sunday. Seven. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven starts. Seven starts in a row. See, I mean, yeah, yeah. but yeah. really, you, you could have went with him against the Islanders. I would have gone. I see, that's what I was going to say. I would. I'll go ahead, Bill. I was just going to say, I I think it's all about schedule management and and giving Bennington, you know, like timed breaks. They're they're they have they have a schedule that they're going to stick to, unless one of them really starts shitting the bed. Which this is the first year that we've gotten into March and haven't had some tirade about how shitty Jake Allen's been, right? So he's he's playing well. Let him get in there, and then God forbid Bennington gets injured. We get into the second round against Dallas, and we have to go with Jake Allen. He hasn't seen him all year. I I don't have a problem with it. I I was a bit surprised, but you know at this point, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean okay. you've got yeah, I mean you've got. It, I was gonna say my point is I would have gone Bennington Saturday, and then you could have even gone with Tuesday and Friday. Rangers and Devils and gone with Allen. That was my point. But I mean, again, it, it we're splitting hairs here. The Blues are on a winning streak. It's hard to nitpick. It's uh, no. what they're doing wrong. I just I think uh, 
I hope they're not starting Bennington too much where they're going to wear him down a little bit because he has started a lot of games lately. And and I, I, I think this was, you know, that, that realization. Shit, he's just rattled off seven in a row. I know. You get Allen some time. I know, but uh, of, all, whoops, of all games to... But, you but know at, I mean? at one point though, you know the the shutout streak. You're you're not gonna, you're you know you're gonna let Bennington keep going, right? But that was, I mean, he he played against Dallas and he lost a shutout streak, and then he played against Minnesota, and then Chicago. I mean, you could have put Allen in against Chicago. Um, granted, that was a great game though. That was a fun game. Um, I'm wait I, a minute. Jake Allen played against the Stars the last time. So he played against them on Saturday, and then he also played against them on the twenty first when the Blues won five to one in Dallas. Okay, he played that game too. That's right. Okay, so well, Bennington that... started. Uh, let's see, three, four, uh, five, six, seven, uh, six of seven starts there. So I think yeah. it's still relevant to say. Yeah, well, and, and, and he, he had, had, he, had, he, had a good, he had a good start against Dallas. Yeah, right. Yeah. And the thing is, there's no goalie controversy. No. No, right. no. And not even with Allen playing better than right. we expected him to play. Right. No, it's we have it, Dallas probably has the best 1A, 1B over the course of the entire season, and Colorado has just tied it. Um, but, um, you know, that's, yeah. You almost have to think that. Game one, if Blues Dallas wind up, you know, somehow Colorado passes us and we wind up with the Stars in the first round, they're not going to start Penn Bishop in game one because we've broken him. The Blues broke him. Yeah. He's broken. <laughs> so this is an interesting question. Uh, a Vegas uh, Blues fan in the YouTube chat says, you think that we'll start Allen against the Devils? Uh, the, the game is coming up. So after the Rangers, you got the Devils on Friday, the two days off between the Rangers game and the Devils game. And then a day off, and then Chicago, and back to back and Sunday, Monday, Chicago and Florida. So you've got you have a really easy schedule, a stretch of games right here. You got New Jersey, Chicago, Florida, Anaheim, San Jose, Ottawa. That's a that's a cakewalk of a schedule overall. Florida is the best team there, and they're <clears throat> they're five what four or five points about playoffs about right now. Everyone else is near the bottom of the league. So I, really, ideally, you take your. I mean, New Jersey, you could. I mean, I I would start Huso against New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? Why not start uh, Allen start, against New Jersey? So I start David Ayers against Jersey. I would I would I would start Allen against New Jersey. I would do Bennington against Chicago, and then Allen against Florida. I'd go alternate these next few starts. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, that's, what, that's what that. I, that's what I think I would do off the top of my head. And then maybe you could even do that with uh, the 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 Anaheim and San Jose games coming up too. Yeah. Depending on how much you're playing at the time, yeah. But I, I, I think I would go, Allen, Bennington, Allen. The next three. I mean, next couple games, you could just go Allen, Bennington, Allen, Bennington, Allen, Bennington. Yeah. Right. Just and then back to Bennington yeah. full time. Go back and forth. Yeah. I. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, eight wins in a row. Last night versus the Rangers, the Blues uh, won three to one. Rangers come into this game on the outside of the Western, uh, the wild card race, uh, looking in a few points behind the Columbus Blue Jackets. They were playing pretty good hockey, but uh, were losers of two straight coming into this game, losing to Philadelphia in back-to-back games. That's rough. 
Well, well, really, where where their season went off the rails is when Shesterkin broke his rib in the car accident. Yeah. Mm. He was he was their Bennington, right? Yeah. He yeah. he was the 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 guy that wasn't on the radar that came in and really displaced Henrik Lundqvist from even dressing. And uh, that's I think that's the only reason they didn't trade Georgiev at yeah. the trade deadline because that yeah. happened the day of the trade deadline, right? Um, I mean, there was the speculation. Uh, there was speculation that they they were gonna go with Ju- uh, Georgiev and uh, uh, Shosturkin down the stretch. Anyway, um, you know, Lundqvist had gotten to the point where he was just like the the third wheel practice goalie and uh, was starting to drift into retirement. And they pulled him out. And um, not to say that Lundqvist was bad. I watched the game on Sunday uh, between the Flyers and Rangers. Uh, Lundqvist wasn't bad. His defense was awful in front of him, but his better days were behind him. Absolutely. So Uh, are many pucks. (laughs) 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 Thanks for that. Uh, Philadelphia, uh, I mean, beating the Rangers twice, uh, they're they're on fire. Uh, three points behind Washington for first in the Metropolitan Division. Uh, before that, the Rangers have won five straight. So Bennington was in net, stopped 25-26 Rangers shots. Uh, looks good. Uh, Bennington's last seven starts, which uh, he's getting hot. I guess people like to say he's getting hot at the right time. Uh, we'll see. There's still a lot of hockey left. <laughs> Um, but he his last seven starts he is six and one, six one and zero, oh, with a nine three two save percentage and a one five seven GAA, and with two, two shutouts. shutouts, two shutouts. Yeah, yeah. so that he's been he's been pretty fantastic. The Bennington of last yeah. year, I thought he looked great. Um, for all the talk of him struggling and coming back down to earth, as people were saying. Um, he's picking it up at the right time again. I mean, I think we all kind of said it on this show because uh, I think we're all kind of believers in Biddington that every goalie is going to go through a bad stretch. And, you know, we're not saying he's not going to do it again before the season's over, but he's a guy to me that proved last year he's a big game guy. And the Blues had all they had was big games uh, down the stretch last year. And so he was standing on his head. The Blues have not needed to play in a big game for a while. They After the All-Star break, they sputtered, but they had, what, a 10-point lead on Dallas and Colorado? I mean, it's hard to say. It, it's just, you know, you play an 82-game season, it's hard for these guys to get up for every single game. And when that lead started to slip, I think a lot of the guys kind of woke up and said, shit, guys, we lost our cushion let's push back. And I think Bennington was one of those guys. Well, you know, and also too, that um, teams have to maintain a certain style of play. They can't get too high. They can't exert themselves too much too often during the regular season because they'll get burned out and worn out for the playoffs. I was watching the, have you seen the, uh, did you watch the NBCSN, the, uh, the Russian five? Did you hear about that? Did you watch it? It was on last night. I'm not sure if it was the first time it was on or what. No. But I caught it halfway through last night, and it was interesting because it was, uh, I think it was Larionov who said, or maybe it was Fedorov, who said that uh, we learned that after after losing to Colorado in the playoffs, the Chris Draper, uh, look at my uh, faith. call the Mew, look at my faith game, um, 
they, he said that the following season they learned because uh, they didn't have a great regular season. They 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 tore it up the season before, and they they didn't make they didn't win the cup. But then the next season they didn't have as great a year. But and they said they learned how to pace themselves during the season, so they were fresher for the playoffs. Yeah. Because the regular season doesn't matter. They were just a vocal about that. It doesn't matter. You finish just finish decent, and uh, then uh, the playoffs is when it matters. And so you hear fans and, and people talk about how the regular season doesn't matter. It's just, you know, you got to pace yourself and fans get impatient and upset. If a team isn't giving, uh, just busting their ass completely a balls to the wall every night. Um, if they did that, they'd be dead halfway through the season. So there's a certain level of play that, uh, I mean, that, that, that teams kind of adhere to now, you'll see them play balls to the wall at times, but you can't do that the whole time, which is a really strange thing to kind of reel it in a little bit and not like intentionally not play like as hard as you possibly can. It's a weird thing to, to try and do, I guess. Well, and, and you know, for guys, a lot of guys, I think it's, they have to play balls to the wall to be effective. You know, we talk about guys like, like Brad Marchand who, you know, he's still hitting guys, you know, doing stupid stuff, even if the Bruins are up 5 nothing, And it's because that's the type of player he is. He has to play that way in order to be at a top level. And I think it's the same way with all, with across the league. There's plenty of guys that, you know, I mean, it, I don't think there's any coach in the NHL telling them, hey, guys, uh, slow it down, don't, don't ramp up so much. None of that's going on. But it's, no, it's a right. mental no. thing. When you know... Well, well, that you've got a huge lead in the division and, and, you know, you're running away with the league. How many times did we see Washington do that for years and then get ousted in the second round? I mean, these guys just, they need to learn when to pick it up. And it seems right. like a lot of these guys have on the blues roster. And Brad Marshan obviously is still learning because he, you know, picked the most opportune time to take a shift <laughs> off and go for a line change with seven seconds left in a period last year. Best line change ever. Best line change <laughs> ever. I mean, he he was managing his you know his fatigue level for a seven game Stanley Cup final series. That's all he was doing. Uh, Zabinijad scores for uh, the Rangers midway through the first period to put the uh, Rangers up one nothing. Power play goal. Uh, I didn't like this goal against uh, for a cup for a couple reasons. Uh, both Blues defenders Falk and Scandinella. Uh, ended up behind the uh, end red line in the uh, in the corner when the pass came out to Zibanejad. Uh, for some reason, if you watch the replay, Scandella's in front of the net, bolts to the same corner that Falk was in, battling for the puck. So he tried to uh, check Bushnevich, uh, and he rolled off Scandella, and which gave him a lane for a pass, and then bang, bang, and they score, because then... Uh, who was it? Uh, uh, who was in front for the Blues? There was one one forward coming back. Barbershev, I think Barbashev, yeah, Barbashev. Yeah. Uh, so he was defending. So and if you pause it when the pass is being made out front, you've got Scandinella and Falk in the corner. When Falk was already there, so people people like to rag on Falk for this because oh, Falk's on the ice again for a goal against. That was not Falk's fault. He was. He was battling for the puck on the boards. Scandinella's in front where he should be. You're 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 down a man. But to be fair to Scandella, to be fair, he to be probably fair. said, 
holy shit, that Justin Falk covered the guy in the corner. I got to get over there. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, well, then, okay. You got two defenders in the corner killing a penalty, mind you. Uh, so now you got guys scrambling to cover other players' areas and cover for them, which leaves guys wide open, which was exactly what happened. Um, so, and that was, I, I just didn't like this, this, this goal. I thought it was a bad, I mean, I love, I've loved Scandinella's play since it came around. I thought that was just a bad was decision to make. Goal. Yeah, it's a probably goal. Probably goal, which, and the penalty kill was, has been awful. Uh, the, I, the, I hate to be this guy, but are you calling him Scandinella? What did I say? You did say Scandinella. Scandinella. <laughs> Skin. He's not Scandinella. I like that. Scandinella. Scandinella. Like <laughs> that is what I said. Scandinella. 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 Yeah. Wow. Come on, Kurt. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Kurt, I'm rewatching the goal here. Yeah, you're right. That's uh, That was on Scandinella for sure. Yeah, Scandinella. Uh, no, it, it was just... Uh, it, it, it's just not picking up your man. Um, it, it's hard to blame one person again on that. Like you said, two defensemen in the corner. Um, never want to have that on the penalty kill. But even when you see that, I mean, that's when uh, Sunquist or Barbashev needs to take the man in front. I mean, well, he well Barbashev was it's there. It's a breakdown. Yeah, uh, and, it's, and, it's and just the a pass, breakdown. And then the pass the pass goes across, and then Barbashev's got okay. I gotta I gotta trying to take the shot away, which that was a mistake on his part because let Bennington take the shooter. You get the guy in the guy in the slot and Barbashev takes a stride over to the shooter and leaves Zabinijad all alone. And yeah, it's it, just, it, it just show goes to show you that when there's one breakdown, when one guy doesn't play the unit the right way, it leads to a, a goal against. And that's what happened when oh. Scandella came off his man it just screwed everything up. Yeah, that's what I said. I, it, when one guy goes out of position, then you got guys scrambling to cover for everybody else, and you're killing a penalty to boot. You're already down a man, so it's it's almost like there's yep. two guys open now. So it, it was just a bad situation. Uh, penalty kill, uh, not good. Uh, this was a goal against. Uh, 18th overall right now in the NHL, 79% the Blues are. Since January 1st, the Blues are 29th on the penalty kill, 72.6%. Only scored one shorthanded goal. And have allowed the fifth most power play goals against 20 uh, for a negative 19 shorthanded goal differential, which is third worst in the NHL over that span since January 1st. Not good. It, no, no, but. It's shades of last year's playoffs. A little bit. Um, I mean, I haven't I haven't done any research, looked into to it, but I do feel like Justin Falk is overused on the penalty kill. I'd much rather see him on the power play, Petrangelo on the penalty penalty kill. I agree um, with that. Yeah, and let Pareko and and uh, yeah, Falk handle the power play. Yeah, yeah, and Pareko, Pareko and Scandella paired on a penalty kill. As long as it's not one of them in the box, they are a great shutdown pair. Why why separate them? Why why insert Falk there? And I tell you when. When Bortuzzo's in, I love him on the penalty kill. Oh too. no, he's he's he's, he's and, and when he's in, <laughs> and he's shots. not in the box. Yeah, yeah. right, 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 right. So, right. Um, no, you know, just on the the broader picture, you know, defenseman usage on the Blues. I, you know, we're we're going to talk about Pareko here in a minute, and Pareko's figured out the you know the that. When he shoots, he's effective. 
Um, yeah. Petrangelo's really regressed here. Last year, when we were successful in the playoffs, it was because Petrangelo was was pushing the play and you know shooting the puck, getting the puck off his stick quicker. He's back to his goddamn. I'm gonna take five seconds and let the lane shut down on me. Uh, stick handle it at the blue line every goddamn time he gets the puck, and I'm I'm getting sick of watching it again. And I mean, is it just me? I mean, have you guys noticed that that he he just he, he's back to overhandling the puck, not making quick decisions, and every all his options shut down. I've noticed that more uh, on the on more on the offensive blue line. Right, I think. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Right. Lately, yeah, I agree. I agree. It, I mean, I I think that's that's a great skill in the defensive zone. You know, you're patient with the puck, but when you're in the offensive zone, you've got to push the play. And and he's lost that in his game this the last six weeks. Uh, Preco scored his ninth of the season unassisted, two thirty five into the second period on the power play. Uh, kind of a busted play as a pass to the slot from the right side didn't connect. Squirted to Zibanejad in the slot, who uh, whiffed on his uh, sweeping clearing attempt. It was a hell of a pass by Zibanejad. <laughs> it was slid right it to really Preco on the left side, who uh, put a wrister uh, five hole through uh, Georgia, Georgiev. 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 Jesus. Yeah. Uh, it's a good thing. Uh, I, I'd like to hear Ken Wilson call some of these names. Because you, <laughs> you had a hard time calling, uh, being consistent with the way some of the Blues names uh, who was sliding across. So that was, uh, uh, and Pareko, stuff's going in for him now. That's uh, He's he's kind of figured it out. He's just firing the figured puck, out. baby. That's what figured he needs out. to do. Figured out. We've been, we've been saying that with him. I mean, back when his stick was breaking all the time, it was obnoxious, but... He stopped using the same stick that he used in practice the morning before, and now he's just pelting shots at the net, and that's exactly what he needs to do with that big shot of his. And it's an accurate shot, too. I mean, I remember, uh, I don't know, a name, Curtis Foster. I don't know if you guys remember him. Um, He had a ridiculously... Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I will never forget Curtis Foster because of his broken femur. Oh. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, he, he had a ridiculously hard shot, uh, but he wasn't that accurate. And you look at, I mean, he was, but he wasn't Colton Pareko accurate. I feel like Pareko winds up and doesn't matter how hard he shoots it. It's almost always on net. And I love that about him. Just keep firing the net, Colton. Uh, Shen scored the go ahead goal midway through the third, a bit of a lucky goal as he came out from behind the net and tried to. Sweep a pass across to Christo O'Reilly, who was cutting to the net, but uh, went off the uh, Rangers goalie's skate and into the net. So uh, Shen got his 25th. And uh, Apparently, the Blues now lead the league in wraparound goals, according <laughs> to Darren Pang, yeah. which I did not know that stat was kept. Yeah, I guess that's a wraparound goal, right? I mean, he came out from behind the net and swept it across. Not really your traditional wraparound. I would consider it a wraparound. Eh, it's kind of a wide <laughs> wraparound. Kind of a kind of a kind of a skate around and shoot. Does that count? No, because a wraparound is like a like a reach around and stuff in, right? Yeah. That, that wasn't a stuff in. Well, I don't know. What do you think, Jeff? You're the <laughs> expert on reach arounds. Yeah, reach arounds and stuff ins. <laughs> I was gonna leave that one alone too. That that one's all on Bill. <laughs> Grow up, man. <sighs> Jesus. Uh, Shin has scored now in five straight games, and then uh, Schwartz puts a nail in the coffin with empty netter. From O'Reilly, Blues win three to one. So uh, a couple of unfortunate, a couple of fortunate bounces fell the Blues way in both of their goals, but uh, I don't care. Uh, like the win. Yeah, 
It's um, hey, when you're good, you're lucky. Yeah. It, it, they're they're everything is trending well for them right now um you know the a uh, couple of years ago i think we would have really been afraid of going into new jersey for the next game for a trap game yeah um, now not not at all not, not so much Mm-mm. i mean uh f- a friend of mine that i talked talked about the game with um last night's game with um was uh, almost complaining, you know, that, that the Blues played really poorly and didn't deserve to win the game. But it's like, you really, you really think that? Who said this against uh, the Rangers? A the guy Devils? that I work with. Uh, um, man, I'm not buying that. That you no. know, it, it the the Rangers was, last was, night's game. Yeah, was no. it was it not their most up tempo, high tempo game? Yeah, but so this is they this did is what we exactly about. what they needed to do to win. So this is what we talked about. They didn't play the best that they could have played. Right, but, but it, they they won. Yeah, right. Going after after <laughs> the first period, you know that they were down. Didn't you know that it it seemed like it could go could go heavily in the Rangers' favor, but you know they came out. Pareko got the goal, and uh, you know Chen on the reach around. <laughs> here's here's the thing. I don't think they played. They didn't play bad enough to lose. And I know that's not a, a very positive way of looking at things, but it's like they played a good enough game and a game against a team that you play it the right way, you're going to win that every time. And I feel like, yeah, that's not the best game we've seen the Blues play this year. I said it a couple weeks ago. I thought against Minnesota a couple weeks ago was the best game they played. But they still played good. They still played well and still played obviously good enough to beat the Rangers. This is this is a, I mean they they played good enough to win they did what they had to do to win and that's that I mean it, I I would I mean now if this kind of thing were to be a trend where they're just not quite playing the way they should all the time and they're squeaking by and maybe it's a cause for concern but I I mean I'm not not at all uh, this is franchise win number 1900 all time eighth most wins in NHL history of the teams who came into the NHL at the time uh, same time as the Blues or later. Only one has gotten to 1,900 wins faster, which would be the Flyers. They currently have 2,051 wins. Yeah, the, 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 70s the 70s really helped the Flyers. Yeah. yeah. And the Blues helped the Flyers be the team they became in the 70s. Yeah. Yep. Uh, third time this season, the Blues have had a seven-plus game winning streak, and no Arizona Coyotes are in sight. <laughs> Thank God. This is going to say, bring up that schedule again. <laughs> yeah, they're they nowhere to be found. No, nowhere to be found. Thank God. We're so done with them. Upcoming games. Yeah, if, I mean, just the reference is the Coyotes stopped the first two seven-plus game win streaks the Blues had. Yeah. So uh, won seven games and won eight games, right? Uh, upcoming games: uh, Devils, Chicago, Florida. Anaheim, San Jose, and Ottawa. So we talked about the schedule being easy. Um, it's not a crazy uh, idea to think the Blues have a legit shot at breaking the franchise record 11-game win streak. It, it's it's also not crazy to think they could go in and lay an egg against New Jersey. Oh sure, but I mean, based on the, you know, the, the they've I mean they've won eight in a row and they have five six soft games coming up. They could win three the next three. Right. The- Positive thing about the uh, going into this New Jersey game is they traded Louis Domingue, who yeah. <laughs> who was really, really almost single handedly stole that game. Yep. Uh, when they were here a couple God, of weeks he was ago, really good. He was. 
Um, and now he's in Vancouver. Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we won the cup, having a very, very, very good season, leading the West, uh, eight game win streak. So, uh, and I, I tweeted this out a couple days ago. Remember the uh, 2003 to 2008 era when we sucked and nothing was going our way? A bunch of things that happened. 0304. McKinnis suffers an eye injury, essentially ending his career. Jackman suffers Thank a shoulder. Scott Hannon. <laughs> I was at that game. Oh, see, that's. Ugh. Jackman Hated suffers a Hannon. shoulder injury. He plays only 15 games that year. This is all 0304. Thank you, Todd Bertuzzi. Yeah. Coach Quinville, fired. Coach Kitchen, hired. Both shitty moves. 0304 still lost to the Sharks in five games. Uh, Mike Danton is arrested after the 04 playoffs, gets seven and a half years <laughs> for trying to hire someone to kill his agent. Uh, uh, next year, the Blues, uh, the NHL lockout wipes out the season. 0506, the Blues are put up for sale coming out of the lockout. Chris Pronger traded for Eric Brewer. Kachuk shows up to camp out of shape and was benched. Po- uh, post. Uh, worst season in Blues history, finishing dead last, missed playoffs. Only season I had season tickets. <laughs> I was I had season tickets too. I had uh, season tickets too. Oh six oh seven. They were ki- cheap. Kitchen was fired. They were. Oh six oh seven. Andy Murray was hired. Oh six oh seven. Missed playoffs. Oh seven. Wait, missed playoffs. Oh eight oh nine. Preseason. David Parab was benched for wearing white skates. <laughs> yeah. Oh eight oh nine. Eric Johnson suffers season-ending knee injury on the golf course. That was a uh, just shitty run of mm, bad yeah. stuff happening to your team. That's a five-year span. Of, I mean, and I, 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 I tweeted out the comment that if you survived this era of Blues hockey and came out on the other side still a huge fan, kudos to you. I tip my cap to you because that well, is a lot to put up with. I tip my cap to you two because we all mm. did. Yes, we did. And that, we that's were all on the Let's Go Blues dot com forums. We were complaining about Bitching everything. About this team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was. Uh, that's a lot to put up with. That is a lot to put up with over, over that span. Mm-mm. And, and it makes you feel like and that's the kind of thing that makes you feel like your organization is cursed. Because that that shit does should not happen. You know what's funny? You look at that oh three oh nine. That's six years. That's it. Felt like an eternity, didn't it? Well, the I mean, the eight oh nine one was preseason. So, but right. yeah, but right. okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so even less. I mean, yeah. I remember when 0304 started, and I said, Well, there's probably gonna be a lockout next year, and this team doesn't look very good, they may miss the playoffs, and uh, yet they made it, which was fine. But like you said, they lost to the Sharks in five games in a pretty dominant series by the Sharks. And you know, then Mike Danton gets arrested, and all that happens, the lockout, <sighs> so nice. and it just felt so like this was the end of anything good for the Blues, and it just felt like it went on forever after that. And you look at it now, and it's like, we're pretty lucky that that was all it took for the Blues to get back into the playoffs and be a good hockey team again. Yeah, that's true, because a lot of teams will go 10, 12, 14 years with just you know one or two look playoff Toronto, They didn't get back yeah. in the playoffs till what, 2014? Yeah, I mean, fifteen. We, I mean, and it's not just the, 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 the years of missing the playoffs. It's the other stuff. It's the the yeah. McKinnis injury, the Jackman injury, uh, firing the best coach he ever had, uh, Danton getting arrested. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was pronger traded. I remember I was driving to uh, Columbia, Missouri to to catch uh, David Cross uh, 
comedy nice at um at at mizzou and, and how uh, was he oh he was fucking hilarious except you know that's right in the middle of the bush era so that that was peak david cross <laughs> um he uh he, and yeah we get halfway there and you know i i think my dad called me because it's before texting and before twitter and all that because this is oh four and uh, somebody called me and said, uh, Mike Dan just got arrested. What the fuck? It's crazy. Yeah. I remember, I think I was, that happened late at night. He got arrested late at night? It was, or, no, it was, the, it, the, was the it was, it was, uh, it was, the Blues were leaving San Jose yeah. and he was yep. arrested at the airport. I think I, it was Wasn't after it, they lost game five. Yeah. I yeah. think I was, still, I was up and I think I heard about, yeah, I was up and I heard about it. And the next morning, it was like, it was like just the forum conversation is just like nonstop about it. Yeah. And I remember finding the uh, the police report online, a PDF. I still have it somewhere. Of uh, that was interesting. Yeah. You should, get it, you should have to sign it and get it framed. <laughs> uh, Bennington's rounding into form, uh, which we talked about. Uh, Rutherford uh, tweeted out that Bennington won his sixth straight game for his 30th victory of the season. In those last six games, which included the shutouts, he's allowed nine goals on 137 shots. Five of those are in one game. So he had, and uh, Kurt, so, but we have to do some training here, real quick, okay? Yes. You, when you don't just call him Rutherford, you call him friend JR. of the show, Jeremy the Rutherford. Show, okay. All right. People can, need to know mm. that he's a friend of the show. Okay, you can lecture me off the air. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather do it on air. Of course. He, he's into real-time training. Right. Where was I? Let's start over. Okay. Rutherford uh, <laughs> tweeted out, Welcome to Let's Go Blues Radio. <laughs> my name is Scrap it. Let's start the whole show over. But nine goals allowed in his last uh, six games, and five of those came in one game. So he's allowed another, another five games, he's allowed four goals. So he's uh, he's having a nice little run right now. Um, the offensive production from Pareko that we knew was coming is here. Uh, seven goals in his last 14 games. Three have been on the power play. Eight points in his last seven games. And he's a plus five. Uh, if he has finally arrived offensively, um, you think uh, next season uh, there's Norris talk? No, uh, it kind of depends. Is Petro here and, you know, going to split the mm. vote? It's true. I, I think that's the territory we're getting in. Did you did you read the Sean Tierney article in the Athletic um, that broke down his play over, since he's come back? Um, all advanced stats, mm. really great article. Mm. I, I highly recommend it. Um, just that not only is he kind of the premier shutdown defenseman, um, but now with his uh, his possession in the offensive zone and his his uh, renewed emphasis on shooting, he is he's a threat at both ends of the ice. And the uh, the last line of the article is basically, you know, so if uh, Petro leaves you'll be okay and you know we'll probably be talking about break awareness very soon yeah you know you know what i want to see and i know the all-star game is just kind of a gimmick at the end of the day but i'd love to see him get in the all-star game eventually because i've said this and i i really truly believe it i think he has the hardest shot in the nhl i want to see him win the hardest shot competition see him go against shea weber see him go against the dano chara and see him win it 
He he's, he actually sh- he he actually should have been in the All Star game this year. He's, yeah. he's played that well this year. Yeah, he did. Um, he was in the, the hardest shot contest when they did that at the, uh, the One Nation thing on yeah, the outdoor the one, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won it. <laughs> it was like 103 or something. He shot right. Yeah, but that's outdoors. It's outdoors. Yeah, there's on wind, a cold fucking day. Right. He probably probably big old gust of wind came yeah. through as that happened. I don't know. I don't know if he would challenge uh, Chara for you know the 108, but uh, he'd be up there. Uh, the Scandalaria factor. <laughs> Sounds like a virus. Yeah, Scandinella. <laughs> Scandinella. Yeah, sc- he said Scandin. Now he's saying Scandinella. What did you just say? Scandalaria. Scandalaria. Uh, the scan- the Scandinavia factor. <laughs> uh, Blues are eight and zero since we acquired him. Seven and zero when he's been in the lineup. Uh, wasn't able to address the day we traded for him. Uh, he is quote. He was quoted saying, "It just feels right. It feels fun, comfortable. I feel like I've been a part of the team since day one. I just feel a part of the family already. Uh, nothing but smiles from Scandal Scandella. I can't say his name right now. <laughs> uh, nothing but smiles from Scandella since the moment of the trade, which has been just fun to see, and he's played very well. Uh, the I mean, the advanced stats show that he's been fantastic, and it's a kind of a maybe he's playing this well as a big fu to the guy who wrote that article." Yeah, uh, game time. Yeah, the uh, Man, you know. <clears throat> I was just going to say uh, at the time I said you know for Montreal it's a total win, right? But the players going to dictate how the success of the trade for the Blues. At this point, I you have to say it's a win, seven and zero. Oh yeah, pushing us to the top of the conference or keeping us at the top of the conference. Well, he was the guy that you said you right. He was to see the, the Blues. You you wanted the Blues to get beforehand, and then we got him. So you know what? Yeah. It's it's kind of funny that uh, this what's the kid that Foley the writer Nick. for yeah the writer for the yeah Foley yeah. NHL <laughs> with the NHL and <laughs> oh, the oh oh yeah that's right that sparked he's got that. the NHL yeah he's got the NHL in his username um, but yeah it's kind of funny that uh, you know our guy wanted Scandinavia and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Foley was yeah, kind of the worst trade ever you mentioned the. Uh, uh, you mentioned the all smiles part and you know, you got to think a guy has got to be so motivated going from Buffalo, which Ryan O'Reilly has basically said he almost quit hockey. What a terrible there. fucking play by Silverberg. Oh, big save. Thank you, Ryan Miller. <laughs> and then, save then he goes to Mon- he goes to Montreal and Montreal has a dash of playoff hopes. And then it's well, shit, I just got traded here and they're not going to make the playoffs. Then he comes to St. Louis, the defending champs, and everyone's gearing up for a, a long playoff run again. I mean that that does something to you. That's that's exciting for him, and I was I was happy to see how excited he was to to join the roster. Uh, Tara Sinkles returns soon, maybe a couple weeks or so. Um, you know, I think fans are going to expect a whole lot of him right off the bat. Probably. I mean, what do you guys expect out of him? Right out of the shoot. I I am going to expect um a lot of rust. Yeah, I expect a lot of rust and I expect I, I expect I hope that him coming back doesn't mess things up as far as like the chemistry chemistry of the lines and whatnot. Yeah. Together. I mean surely so what I expect is truly just the, the I don't think he'll get top minutes yet, which I'm with hundred percent. I think him just being back in the lineup does make teams double guess 
who they're going to cover more closely. So I think him coming back in the lineup does open up other players. I still expect the offense to get better when he comes back, but maybe not particularly from him because there will be some rust. Um, the Mount Rushmore Blues Goals uh, tweeted this out today and uh, put it in the forum, the Let's Go Blues.com forums the other day. And I got some got some feedback on it. So, uh, do, I mean, you guys have I don't I don't have yours in front of me. Did you? Do you guys have a uh, who would you I put? I got mine. Okay, you got yours, Jeff. Who would you? Who's your yep. Mount Rushmore Blues goals? I got for, I for got you. Bills for too, you. If if he doesn't have it, I've I, I've Bills in front. I of me. I I have a recollection okay. of what mine were. All right. Okay. Well, mine uh, was so. I mean, we talked about this with the greatest Blues moments and how everything gets trumped from last year. And that is honestly how I feel. So Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore, you get four. So number one for me, Petro's goal at the end of the first period of game seven, uh, that gets number one, because to me, that was when we all said, holy shit, this team is going to do it. Uh, so that's my number one. Number two, obviously, Patty Maroon, game seven against Dallas in uh, in OT. That was fantastic. Number three, and one that I was surprised you guys didn't really put higher, uh, but I know it's just there's so many goals over time. Uh, Carl Gunnarsson, Game 2, Stanley Cup Final in OT. Uh, that was uh, the first Stanley Cup Final win for the Blues in history. So I felt that deserved to be on there. And then I came down to either Monday Night Miracle, and then I had a kind of a weird one. I know people probably question this. Stillman, Corey Stillman, game three of second overtime against Dallas in 2001. That put the Blues up 3-0 in that series and uh, really kind of solidified them as a top contender for the Cup at that point. So, um, But I'm going to go with Monday Night Miracle as my fourth. So Petro, Maroon, Gunnarsson, and Doug Wickenheiser get my one, two, three, four. Do you have any that differ from that, Bill? Yes. Okay. So mine uh, from game seven was Shen. Because it was the nail in the coffin. That was when I knew. Okay. Because I've I've seen Boston with late comebacks against Toronto. Oh, I, I yeah. When when Chen scored that goal, it was like that's it. There. That's that's when I bought that cup over there. Yeah. <laughs> After his goal, <laughs> that was I mean that was it. Um, uh, Maroon game seven against Stars. You know that that is. Uh, yeah. That's on everyone's <laughs> list. I when think. when the Blues become shitty again and they need to draw fans in, that that'll be a statue. Hmm. Not mm. a statue, but yeah, I mm. I think it will be. Mm. I think it will be. I don't think it well, deserves to be, but I think interesting it will be. that is. And they I, they might have like mm. a bust of him in the a concourse. That's they, they honor him. Eh, whatever. Anyway, yeah. that's a different show conversation. Yeah. Um, then um, the. Um, I'd have to say um, Brower against the Hawks um, to, to finally one. break the curse. We couldn't get over the hump against the Hawks until Brower scored the goal um, on three attempts. I thought, yeah, I thought, and that goal ended up being, looking back on it, that goal was a passing of the torch mm-hmm. from the Hawks to the Blues. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because that's when that's when the switch flipped. Like, yeah. it, 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 that, that was a... To me, that's on my list too. That, yeah. that was a, that's a big one. And then my fourth goal is a toss up because um, you know I I have been a fan. The first game I went to was in 1979 as a very very young 
three-year-old. Um, so I, I need to respect the early years of my fandom. Um, uh, Wickenheiser, Monday Night Miracle, or uh, Mike Crombie, uh, overtime uh, shorthanded goal against the Penguins. No, it's on the wall As there. memorialized right yep. there. In the paper. Crombie's goal puts Penguins to rest. Yeah. Um, mine, uh, Petrangelo's game seven, uh, because uh, just because I, we were being dominated, and to go with that being seven seconds left in the period, uh, they the Bruins had to think about that goal mm-hmm. uh, all, even though they came out and played well in the second, um, the Bruins did. Uh, I thought that that goal was huge because that that's a two goal cushion. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I, that's that's a big one for me. Uh, Maroon's goal, uh, obviously, game seven. Uh, Steen's shorthanded double over to, uh, double minor uh, shorthanded goal uh, overtime against the uh, Kings. That that one is awesome for me just because of the situation. Completely unexpected. Yep. You know that's that that's what gets it for me. Um, and, uh, and then I got Brower's game seven goal against the Hawks. And I really tried to fit in Janney's uh, game four goal yes. against Bell four, the sweep. I tried to fit that in. Maybe I could, you know, take off Steen's goal and put that one there. But, uh, yeah, I, that's – it's tough. That's a big one. The, the, yeah, I mean, it's, the, hard play- to, it's hard to fit in four. It's just four, and, and with the big goals in the playoffs last year, you could have you could have uh, Schwartz's goal against Winnipeg uh, in the yeah. closing seconds to win. That's a big one that people forget about. So that's, I mean, yeah. God, Tarasenko's that, penalty shot goal yes. against the Sharks. Yeah. Well, that was Marty Jones. You knew it was going <laughs> in. <laughs> so we had some, uh, we had some uh, feedback, uh, uh, some different ones. Uh, somebody, uh, Battlehawks fan Sam from uh, Twitter said, uh, the O'Reilly overtime goal versus the Leafs for the 13th straight win last season. That's a good one. Yeah, that one, and uh, so that was a different one than we had. Um, let's see, who else had a different one? It was a beautiful shot. It was Brian under Whitcraft. the ball. Yeah, Brian Whitcraft has the uh, Hall's one of Hall's fifty-fifty goals should be considered. Yeah, I I thought about that. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good one. I think that's a, that's tough too as regular season. That's why mm. it's just it's not as big a stage. Um, Let's see. Oh, uh, Juan Ponce de Leon, de Leon said uh, the first three goals of Game 7 of the final plus Maroon Series winner. So he's kind of on board with you there, uh, Jeff, right? So mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, uh, recency bias is hard to argue with. I agree, especially with the cup run. I mean, it's hard with it to argue with being a cup those. run, it's there, hard, yeah. There's half a dozen goals out. in that cup run you could easily put on, on the on the Mount Rushmore. Yep. And he also said uh, he never went crazier than he did for the 1999 Turgeon goal. Uh, mm-hmm. Against uh, Phoenix, right? Which yep. was, that was fantastic, a huge yeah. goal. That was yep. huge because Jim Schoenfeld guaranteeing <laughs> victory. Yeah, and then and then the Blues shutting them out, one nothing. And uh, uh, Fear called it. He said, "Yeah, get yep. me to Game Seven, I'll shut him out." Yep, and he did. Yep, thanks to Jamie Rivers, <laughs> pulling the puck <laughs> yeah. off the yeah. line. Yeah. Um, uh, Dave uh, Kogut. Said uh, I'd put uh, 1986 Pazlowski's tying goal in Game Six oh, yeah. to force overtime to, so you can get to the miracle, uh, the uh, yep. Monday Night Miracle goal, stealing the puck, coming around the the back of the net, and nobody's expecting him, and he's flying like a speed demon. Yep, and uh, just whips it into the that was a cool empty goal. side. Yeah, yep. it, that that uh, that 
had Wickenheiser not scored, that's the image that is the lasting image of that game. Uh, from the LosCoBoos.com forums, um, are there different ones here? Hall's 86 from <laughs> Theo Hall. Uh, scored in the last game of the 1991 season versus the Stars. That's a, that's a good one. Um, who else? Any other different ones? Uh, let's see. Uh, we got Walkie Blues saying, uh, I'd argue O'Reilly's first tally in Game 7 was bigger than Petrangelo's. I forget what the stat was, but last playoff stretch when the Blues scored first, it was absurd, their record. So, yeah, that is a big goal, especially, again, after Bennington standing on his head like he did in that first period. Yep. And that maybe that's uh, that can be our next Mount Rushmore topic, Mount Rushmore of blue saves. Blue saves, yeah. Oh, good Lord. The save on Nordstrom is number one. Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be. On everyone's book. It's got to be. Saves Uh, are a lot harder to remember. Yes, they are. You got the Allen uh, throwing the stick out and then catching him with his glove. Uh, on TJ Brody. It's pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's about it. That's all as far as different goals go. Yeah. That was fun. Join the Let's Go Blues.com forum, and uh, we got a big, long conversation going in there so you can talk with other Blues fans about uh, about your Mount Rushmore of Blues goals. Uh, up next for the Blues, New Jersey on Friday night. We talked about a uh, game they should most certainly win. Wait, um, that's Friday night? It is Friday night. Oh, well, it's yep. good because I've made plans for tomorrow night. Okay. The Devils are 14th the in the East. <laughs> Thank you. 14th in the East and 26th <laughs> overall in the NHL with only 64 points, which is almost twice as many as what Detroit has. Almost. Man, Detroit's bad. That's pretty bad. I think that's said the bad. Detroit's having like the – 16th worst season ever or something like that yeah they're on pace for it's it it's up there it's, it's bad. bad it's really bad they can sure beat Montreal though <laughs> well <clears throat> I uh I'll be uh you'll be hard pressed to find me wearing uh any uh gear in public um in, until uh there's a regime change. just wear a bag over your head yeah <laughs> it's uh it's it's sad I, I I feel I mean I mean it's I, I can't imagine what Toronto fans go th- have gone through being the and, the and Montreal fans being the hockey markets those are and to have with Toronto especially Montreal has won a cups uh, since but right the Blues came late but Toronto's yeah. last cup was the year before the Blues came in so right right that was uh, I was at a trivia night. Um, uh, mid-February and that was uh, there was one round that was all about the Blues uh, Stanley Cup win and one of the questions was who is the last team uh, to to win and I think we were one of two tables to get that yeah nice I think that'll do it for this week's show guys yup yeah two hours it's good, a good show. show yeah you know it's typical yeah <laughs> There was a lot to talk about. Thanks, uh, everybody, who, uh, who jumped in in the chat. Um, we got a couple things here. Cat Church, Della Rose is playing like he wants to stay uh, by Wrecking Shop. Uh, yeah, he's playing good. I like I like his game so far. He'll be a, um, he'll be a healthy scratch in the playoffs, but uh, yeah, guy, he makes they can me plug a comfortable in. guy. That if they yeah, if, if there's an injury or they lose a couple games in a row, you throw him in. Maybe he throws his body around, makes a difference. So, right, yeah, kind of what uh, McEachern well. was able to do. Yep, yeah, last yep. year. 
not so much this year. A less skilled McEachern, but yeah. Yeah, yeah so um, uh, the uh, Avalanche lost in overtime tonight. So yes. they finished the night two points. Two points. Two points behind us with a game in hand. With a game in hand. So, and, uh, so yeah, it's uh, they have a much higher goal differential. Yes, they do. And apparently, you know, they have more games left against playoff teams, but their overall schedule is the strength of schedule is weaker. Uh, I mean, remaining games than the Blues, I guess. Um, but the Blues only have like four games left against playoff teams. Yeah. Um, yep. and, and Avalanche have like seven. And we're um, eleven of our sixteen games. I think uh, I read our Eastern Conference opponents. It's bizarre. Who they've done well against this year? Yeah, I believe. Uh, I guess that will wrap up episode 50. Is this 54? What are we on? 54, uh, 55? Rewind it. Rewind it to the beginning. 55. This is episode 55. I lose track. We do too many. Episode 55 of season eight of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go, Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube chat during the live show. We hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Hey, I said it right this week. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun. They're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.